All rights reserved. All rights reserved. What up, y'all? So I'm going to just play this um, interesting information by Lovely T for anybody who's paying attention. It's pretty cool, pretty good information. So check this out. Check this out. Thank you, the lovely T. Shout out, lovely T. You can definitely check out lovely T. She's a very good, I mean, one of the best podcasters on Facebook. I mean, YouTube, it's whatever, whatever. People start to feel like some of their most favorite musicians are not. The concept of an industry plant has been around for years. It refers to a musician who is believed to have gained success, not solely based on their talent and hard work, but rather due to industry connections, marketing strategies, and financial backing from record labels and other industry entities. In the rap industry specifically, some artists have been accused of being industry plants, meaning that their rise to fame may have been manufactured by the industry rather than their own organic homegrown talent. Accusations of being an industry plan are often fueled by rumors and speculations, but some artists have been confirmed as industry plants by insiders through leaked information. However, it's worth noting that not all successful artists in the rap industry who have backing from labels or industry connections are necessarily industry plants. Some have still worked hard to home their craft and build their fan base, and the industry support has simply helped them to reach a wider audience. Case in point, Chance the Rapper. Ultimately, the label of being an industry plant is very subjective and can be a difficult thing to prove. It's often up to the audience to decide for themselves whether they believe an artist's success is genuine or fully manufactured. So today we're going to talk about Ice Spice, who has been accused of being an industry plant ever since she hit the scene in 2022. The success of Ice Spice is currently raising a lot of speculation, and she has already gained the support of big-name people like Drake, Cardi B, and Nicki Minaj. Her hit single peaked at number five on the Billboard's Top 100. However, despite all the hype and momentum, her success isn't quite translating as suspected. A lot of Twitter users are pointing out that when she performs live, there seems to be a lot of lackluster audience participation during her live performances. Problem with TikTok, you know, one part of the song and the rest is just thrown out the window. In March of 2021, Ice Spice went viral on TikTok after doing the Erica Banks Busted Challenge. She had already been thinking about making music and was talking to a producer. Ice Spice dropped four more tracks and quickly gained a significant buzz, landing her number five on the billboard. Despite accusations of being an industry plant, she has denied these rumors and claims that her rise to fame was completely organic. In August 2022, Drake slid into her DMs and basically was telling her that he liked her music and her freestyle was hard. Now, both camps claimed that the DM was accidentally leaked, which to me is suspicious because how does a DM accidentally leak? But anyways, because of this DM, she went viral again Soon after that, he booked a date with her and they were spotted in Toronto. However, not even 24 hours after their date, 
Drake unfollowed Ice Spice on Instagram, leading to rumors and speculations about their relationship and Ice Spice's authenticity. A lot of people started saying that maybe Drake was trying to sign her to OVO. He came to the conclusion that it was a label that fabricated her rise and it wasn't really her organic talent. Now, although there's been no official statement, it does appear that Drake was upset. This is Juvederm. I was treated in my cheeks right here. I can see the difference. I feel like I look younger. Nothing was overly done. Just these little subtle changes. They made a... An interview, and she really has no idea. It's been speculated that Drake unfollowed you afterwards. Do you want to tell us some tea on that? He did. I don't know why, though. <laughs> Shame on you, Drake. Shame on you. You shouldn't have done that. It's okay, though. She's okay. out here. It's all love. Now, what's really interesting about Ice Spice is that the person who is her producer slash manager is a young man named Riot USA. Now, Riot USA and Ice Spice went to the same school, and he's the one who encouraged her to start making music. He helped create her first song and developed her sound which led her to go viral on Twitter. He also helped gain her traction on SoundCloud. Now it turns out after doing some digging that Riot USA is connected heavily in the music industry. His birth father is the legendary radio DJ, DJ Enough, who works at Hot 97. He's also Hot 97's mix show coordinator. The connection helped Ice Spice get attention, eventually leading her to signing to a label called 10K Projects. Now, 10K Projects, that label is owned by Elliot Grange, and he's the son of Lucian Grange, who is the head of UMG, who is one of the most powerful men in the music industry. So it's very clear at this point that Ice Spice's success is not just due to the fact that she lucked up and had a viral video, but rather a full marketing campaign from major record labels are behind her. On top of that, a lot of people are pointing out that her racial ambiguity is also helping in her success. Now, if you guys remember rapper Chica, who was on the 2020 Double XL Freshman cover, she tweeted recently about how the industry loves a mid-light-skinned rapper. And this sparked a lot of debate about colorism and hip-hop in the entertainment industry in general. A lot of people were also saying that Ice Spice is getting the Cardi B treatment um, and that ever since she arrived on the scene, She's basically the younger version of Cardi B. And a lot of people have commented that a lot of darker skinned women have to work twice as hard and be even more talented to achieve the level of success that artists like Ice Spice are getting. Ice Spice is considered a drill rapper from the Bronx, but there are even more hardcore drill rappers in their darker skin like Kenzo B and Shani Bonnie, and they rap really good. They have not gotten half of the excess or exposures Ice Spice. One of my favorite chocolate girls is Amaretta. Y'all know I love me some Amaretta. Um, you know, Amaretta is extremely talented. Her flow is sick. She's from Atlanta. 
And Amaretta is still struggling to really break mainstream. And I've been rooting for her now for the past few years. And it's like she's kind of stuck. Whereas Ice Spice has come out of nowhere and she's on the billboard. She's doing her thing. So I definitely do feel like colorism does play a part. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I gotta I gotta say something right here. The girl was wiggling her little fat yellow fanny. Okay, that's what it was. What up, everybody? What up? Let me click in right quick with y'all and say what's up. <sighs> well, you know, I am very tired. Let me tell you something. It is right after spring break, and uh, I'm very tired. <laughs> this is that long stretch right before you know, summer break, and I haven't really taken a break. What I've done is like, even, yeah, I'm adjusting my life. Even when it was spring break, I did a workshop for four days, y'all. The, clo the closest I got to a break was, goo was going to LA this past weekend. That was a lot of fun. Now I'm going to get back to that clip. Shout out to Lovely T. I got that information from Lovely T. I love her. Uh, channel. She's very informative and she comes with receipts all the time. Um, let me get back to that. I want to get back to that, but uh, just real quick, I just wanted to say it is somewhat, I guess some people talk about what they call light skin privilege or pretty privilege or whatever. I, yeah, I'm sure. And that's not to say that brown skin, let, let, let me tell you something. When I did all that music video stuff and I had to go on auditions, I didn't even wear makeup today. Look at this, y'all. I'm looking, I'm looking very very non-makeup-y today. <laughs> Anyways, how y'all doing tonight? Y'all doing good? Make sure you comment in my chat, okay? I love people who interact with me, all rights reserved on all footage and documentation based on the Copyright Act of 1976. I never get donations. It'd be very nice sometimes, you know? I don't get uh, monetized when I do these type of shows because... I'm playing things, I'm playing videos, I'm playing songs. So any type of donation is fantastic. We have a whole bunch of little things that we're going to do tonight. Just not too long, not too long tonight, but we're definitely doing them. Let me get back to this video. Um, it's basically talking about moles and plants in the industry, but that's just one of a few things we're going to talk about tonight. But let's get back into this. I, I, I'm going to get into this. Oh, but this is what I was going to say. I don't, I, now I remember looking... <coughs> looking at this picture i've done a gang of music videos and i remember when i say gang of music videos i mean i've been in like over 120 music videos like over 120 something music videos i stopped doing them only because in the early 2000s like right before i had my daughter i had my daughter in 2004 the videos started getting really raunchy. Like when they would ask, like Amber Jarrett, rest in peace. Amber Jarrett was a very popular um, casting director. And we had a great rapport and she used to book me all the time. Okay, that's how I ended up in all those music videos. And she worked a lot with Hype Williams and Paul. Um, oh my God, not Paul, I'm Paul, Paul Hunter. Paul Hunter's the director that did on and on and on and on with Erica Badu, among many others. I was really impressed with his style of directing 
It's very beautiful visually. He reminded me of like the Steven Spielberg of hip hop music videos. But anyways, what I noticed on the music video sets and it all came to a head on this heavy D set that I was on. I was on this, what's that song? Oh, don't your body, big daddy. Yeah, big daddy. And I've never considered myself, look, my hands and skin, two different colors. That's, I swear to God. Anyway, um, I never consider myself light skinned. I don't think I'm light skinned, although some of my colorist friends will say, bitch, you light skinned. I don't consider myself light. And I never could tell the difference between light and dark. Like when people would be like, he dark skinned. I'd be like, I don't really understand what that means. You'd have to literally be kid or play for me to really understand the difference like that. I don't get into the color. We all black. Nobody cares. <laughs> Actually, we're not black. You know, we're Indian or whatever they want to call it. But we're not, we're not all those other labels. Anyway, back to this. My point is the casting people seem to pick light, light, light and dark, dark, dark. Me, us little fried chicken, peanut butter, caramel types, I didn't really, you know, feel like I was particularly picked. I guess I was if I've done over 120 some odd music videos, but I was I was only a feature a couple of times. I was a feature in Casey and JoJo's video. Um, can't think of the name right now. And then I was a feature in um, Aaliyah kind of featured me when she brought me in with her and back and forth. I'd have to think about it. But the point is, I, I, I feel like there was extremes on both ends. And I, I, the people in the middle, we didn't really get all the love. That's, look, we all got a complaint. Let's get back into this real quick, though. In everyday society, not just the music industry, not just entertainment, but in the real world as well. And as a dark-skinned woman myself, you do have to work a lot harder than your light-skinned counterparts. That's just facts. I don't care what anybody says about that. No hate, no shade. It's just facts. I know what I've been through on this platform. Oh, my life, I had to fight. Compared to some of my lighter skinned sisters, and they definitely have had it a lot easier. But with that being said, the entertainment industry, regardless, they lie heavily on an artist's image and lightness, and they have to be marketable. And Ice Spice, she does have a killer body. You know, she has that vixen shape. She's thick, small waist, big butt. So that definitely helps her as well. And her look is very different. She has like this, you know, she has like this orphan Annie, you know, Afro thing going on. And I love it. And I think that being a part of her signature style helps to make her stand out as well. Because you don't see too many light-skinned girls with a curly Afro. Now, Ice Spice's recent collaboration with UK artist Pink Panthers on the remix of Boys Alaya debuted at number 14 on the Billboard's Hot 100, and ultimately they peaked all the way up to number three. So they are definitely doing their thing. Ice Spice recently performed at Rolling Loud, where she received a lot of positive response from the audience. And there was even some lunatic who also had a red afro who was screaming and going crazy. And I think this man, aka the redhead lunatic that they were calling him on Twitter, was also an industry audience plant. Check this out. <laughs> But either way, like I said, The Boys Alaya is on fire and people really do like that song. So in general, it is a lot harder for female hip hop artists to break through the mainstream, given the industry's misogynistic past and male domination. 
But hopefully Ice Spice's warm welcome to the industry that has helped us succeed so quickly. Hopefully this will mean that people are being more open-minded towards female rappers in the future. You know, I had to stop it right there when she said female rappers. Get the, get the fuck out of here. She's not a rapper. You kidding me? She's a rapper. Well, I'm a fucking chef. Okay, I'm a chef. Actually, I am probably chef. <laughs> nah, no diss, no hate. Uh, but you know, if you've been rapping for six months, I don't know if calling you a rapper is very fair. Is it fair? She had a big round rump and she liked to wiggle in in front of the camera and say some ABCs real quick. Because Cardi B been pregnant and having nose jobs and butt implants and explants and boob explants and implants. Cardi been busy. Nikki's been coked up, allegedly. The bitches are busy. City girls suck. Megan's dealing with the court shit. Who else? Who else? You know, it's a sad state of affairs, you know, and then the bitches that are dope. Let me not even call them that. That's that hip hop slang there. The women out there, and I'm not calling them females. I'm not using female anymore. Once I really learn what female means and is about. For those out there who don't know, female, you know, that's what they call you when you're like an animal. You know what I mean? A female dog, right? Female, female. That's, that's part of that whole uh, new era of what you calling women thing, okay? And I'm not feeling that. I'm a woman. I have a womb. That's where woman comes from. Man with a womb. Woman. All right? So I'm using woman from now on. She's a woman. And these women, I mean, you know, they really have given female rappers a lot. Female, there I see. Train. I'm programmed to say Women rappers. Okay, female MCs, they call them, right? Women MCs, ladies. It hasn't been too kind. Uh, there's plenty on the West that I know that are dope. The West Coast has been kind of, you know, undergrounded for a while, unless you're coming like a thug or a gangster. But there's a whole movement. Y'all have heard me talk about it. You've heard me interview all these amazing artists. The women, you don't hear much about them. Okay, now I will say that the one woman that they do consistently book in LA to me is Medusa. This woman is amazing. I've been watching her on stages since 1993. Okay, she was the one I knew that was wearing goddess gowns and the big afro having the light and the incense on stage. That's, I knew that's Medusa. Okay, and Coco, shout out. Those were the ladies I saw doing that. And then there was Ava and Giant or Rhonda. I called it Rhonda. They were what? Figures of speech. Don't get it twisted. They come just for a visit from the good life, right? Ava had the bob. That's Ava DuVernay, y'all, the director, the big famous chick. She does all kinds of beautiful films and stuff now. But yeah, she started rapping in the good life right when she was still going to UCLA. She was going to UCLA I was going to Cal State Long Beach. There was a gang of people in school at that time. I remember Skilo and Josh Skills. They were in college. They were going to Cal State Long Beach was where I met Josh Skills. And Skilo was going to, uh, I think he was going to Long Beach City College or LACC. I, can't, I think it was Long Beach City College. Or what's that one in Westchester? I don't remember. Anyways, 
So that was that. They were talking about plants. They were talking about people, uh, for those who are just joining us, hello. Talking about plants, like industry plants, like people that don't really do the grind to get in the game. They just jump in the game because their friend is the son of so-and-so. But that's always been the way it is. So we can't really trip. Now, moving on to the next little topic. So I know some of y'all don't care, but for those of us who kind of may be interested, Jaguar Wright, man. She got arrested on live television, live, live internet, y'all. I don't know what to think about that. I wanted to show y'all a little bit of that. But she was before she got arrested. I just wanted to show how she was talking about this really interesting story about Lauren Hill and how when Lauren Hill picked off um, these musicians, Jane Poyser and all them cats. Oh, y'all clicked off with the Jaguar, right? Don't trip. I'm not staying on that long. I'm just, I just this is interesting. I want to play this particular part. You know, it's history. Let me just press play on that. That's your tip. Okay, got it. Okay, this is from the Jaguar right page. I'm not answering anything until Kimmy gets $20 in her cash app. Kimmy, when you get that $20, please give me a thumbs up in the chat, and then I'll answer those questions. By the way, we're down to five. She's doing the Tokyo Tony where they answer questions like send them cash app. Go answer the question. The money is for my mods. They need a budget. They got a lot of work to do. We're behind schedule. Mods are people who maintain all of that spending time and psych words and shit. Really threw everything off. Okay, I will answer the Lauren Hill question because one question is ten dollars. Um I've known Lauren a long time. She ain't known no I haven't seen Lauren in 18 years. That's the, the last time me and Lauren saw each other it was right before she did that awful unplugged. We were doing uh, the Smoking Grooves tour. It was Outcast were the headliners, and then it was me and the Roots, and Lauren was before us, and then it was CeeLo, Truth Hurts. Got it. So that was when her and Ruana first got together. You know, he's one of the bastard Marley kids. Um, I think she initially was hoping for a relationship with Ziggy to make wow. Wyclef jealous because she thought he was going to leave his wife. And then he turned around and gave the bitch a 15 carat diamond and told, pretty much told Lauren to go kick rocks. I mean, I so know Lauren about came to that. Philly. And she recorded the miseducation. At Larry Gold Studio, predominantly, most of that work was written by James Poyser. And then she lied and said she wrote and produced and recorded the whole thing all by herself without any help, even though there was footage. Now, even though that's messy as hell, she is telling the truth about all of this. Now, all of us in the music industry, on the behind the scenes who were friends with these musicians, knew the truth. And that's why I didn't really respect Lauren Hill. Uh, a lot of people used to be like, how come you don't like Lauren Hill? How come blah, blah. I actually was in her video. I'm in her video. Sweetest thing I've ever known. I'm in that video. You can see me. I'm wearing this green and white shirt. My hair is cut short and it's like parted and curly, whatever. 
but she was pregnant then she was like five months pregnant and um none of my business you know i just was being peaceful respectful you know congratulations but all the gossip was all around because you know why clef was on the set child he thought it was his baby child after he learned it wasn't his baby it was a whole nother but that's a whole nother story but what this lady jaguar is talking about is 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 pretty much the truth but wow her the words she chooses is, is very um very interesting let's check it out and then that's when that 15 million dollar lawsuit came out and james poiser and robert glasper and all of them were finally paid for the work that they did on that legendary album i'll never forget one time it was me larry and uh and chauncey childs who used to manage axis music which was victor duplay and james poiser's production house um all right there in the b rooms their room was right next to the roots room and so we were looking in billboard and everything is everything had just hit number one and the first week james poiser's name was actually listed in the credit and then guess what the next week we went back and checked they took his name off the fucking shit <laughs> james was fucking livid and that was the first time that he warned me that I should be careful of the roots. He said, you know, Jag, blind loyalty isn't good. He said, look at what happened to me with this Lauren Hill shit, some fucking bullshit. He said, my name go up in Billboard one week and then they snatch it down the next week. He said, I don't understand why they're doing this. We have footage. We have footage of us writing all the songs together, telling Lauren what to sing, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I know James, but y'all gonna win. Y'all gonna win. And he said, yeah. He said, let me tell you something, Jag. He was very upset. It's right there in the hallway, right in front of the door at Axis. And he said, be careful of them roots, niggas. They don't mean you no good. He said, there comes a line where loyalty ends and foolishness begins. He said, Jag, know where that line is? So anyway, after Lauren lost the case, she fell out with the publishing house. She wanted them to protect her more. She lost a lot of money because she was getting all of the royalties for all of those songs. And then she had to kick out a huge chunk. So she took a hit and she went to the Marley family and asked for help. But Rohan ain't one of the original kids. So then she Then when the Haitian dumped her for his wife, cause she was the mistress, she tried to marry one of Bob Marley people to make him jealous. And then she did, she got the Rohan, the one that slings dick everywhere and got like 80 million kids. But Lauren always said she wanted to have a bunch of kids. So then she was Rastafari, Selassie, Selassie, Selassie. I don't know who she fucking now, but she, you can't trust the bitch who changes her um, nationality and religion with every piece of dick she get, you just can't. Well, such a mouth, young lady. That's not very nice. So I just want to fast forward when to where she gets arrested on camera. That shit's cry. Let's check this out. 
I should be able to get me a little walk around the pool. Exactly, strap it to 450. I might just trust we'll get to five. They do a lot of work behind the scenes. And they take this time out without official employment. Based on my work, send you out here for me. Okay, here we go. That was the question, that's cheap. Better go make some noodles, huh? Wouldn't you do that? Thousand people in the room. 339. Hello? Are you looking for me, officer? Did they send you out here for me? I'm in the middle of a live broadcast. My name is Jacqueline Suzette Johnson. And why are you looking for me, officer? There's a warrant for you out of uh, Mesquite, Texas. There's a warrant out of Mesquite, Texas? Yes. I never lived in Mesquite, Texas. I don't know if you live there or not, that's what it is. What's your date of birth, man? My date of birth is 5-17-1977. I've been being stalked online all day. Okay, well, right now, I'm going to invite you right. You have the right to make anything you say, King. Oh, by the way, hold on. They're reading me my rights. Hey, right, they're trying to get a court Put a one in the chat if you guys understand my rights. Well, at least you guys read rights. They don't do it in DeSoto. Do you understand your rights, ma'am? Yes, I do. Okay. Do you have your ID on you? Um, no. My wallet is in my hotel room with my son and my mother who have been being harassed online all day. Okay. By the way, King World 2020 has been harassing us all day long, hunting us for the past two weeks. I've been being followed. I no longer live in Texas. I live here. Okay. I just got off the phone with DeSoto police and they said they don't have no warrant out for my arrest. It's a, it's a, you're an NCIC, okay? What is that? What is NCIC? National Criminal Information. Okay, and what does that mean? It means that you're wanted full extradition anywhere in the state. For a Class C misdemeanor? That's what I was charged with. Okay, guys, I think I have to go because I think they're going to arrest me now. So, Mods, you know what to do. Kimmy, I'm turning everything over to you. That shit cray. What What do y'all think about this? Have any of you guys out there been watching this Jaguar saga? I will admit, okay, uh, in between doing my work and things, I, I've been I've indulged and some of this riffraff and non-foolery silliness. But it's ultimately really sad. And uh, she got arrested today on live. So moving on, uh, let's look at some other current events. So I, again, y'all probably don't care, but you know, this is my show and we're just going over things that have been going on. Yes, there've been things going on about the Cash App dude. Allegedly they found the killer. Uh, y'all know about that? Yeah. But this was interesting to me as well. Like the way they use pop culture to hypnotize the people, we should study and analyze. You should take time to do that. So they are saying that it's being exposed that the cat, the guy who does Little Nas X, K 
character is not actually gay. He was just trying to help push whatever line it was pushing. So let's see what this dude is talking about. Let's check it out. I'm not going to play the whole thing. Just a little clip. In Miami podcast, it made a pretty startling statement that sounds kind of wild until you pull away at the layers of what she was actually saying. Well, he needs Jesus too. I, they both definitely sold their soul. I wanted mm-hmm. to say this about Lil I got a few friends that went to school with him and they said he was never gay. So, I, so I know for a fact like what he's doing is because like they told him. So she says she knows some friends that went to school with Lil Nas X, and she knows for a fact that he is not a part of the LGTV community. Okay. And that she, they definitely sold their soul. Okay. Now, I got, got some receipts and I got some different things we're going to look at here in a second. Like, you got to do this now if you want. So, to so you feel like he's not really gay? Like, I feel like ain't nobody really gay in Jesus' name. Amen. It's so I feel like nobody really that in Jesus. Okay, so this is shining through. So that's a whole other take conversation we could table in terms of like, of like people being not all right. Uh, getting you money, getting you views. So it's like selling yourself. Like you do right. this, you going with woo. So what do you? So she's saying that the affiliation with the Pink Mafia. Mm-hmm. Okay, enough of that already. Uh, I don't want this to come offensive or uh, to offend anyone. It's just to make people think about or consider some thinking. Or if you've thought about some things, we could chat about it. I'm going to put the link in the live. And if you want to join the fun, it'll be right here. All right, there you go. We are on Facebook Live. Twitch Live and YouTube Live. Shout out all around the world for those listening and watching in other countries. We are just doing a saying what's up. It's been a long week. How's your week been? I've been just playing stuff that's current. I, I was going to play some Shanquella stuff. Y'all familiar with the Shanquella stuff? The girl went to Mexico with six folks who claimed to be like her friend or whatever. And then she ends up dead and they tell the mama that she had a, a, a alcohol poisoning. And then when they did an x-ray, they said she had a bunch of broken bones and stuff. And nobody's getting charged because they say they don't have enough evidence. Wow. Did y'all hear about that? What do y'all think about that? Are people boycotting going to Mexico? From what I hear, no. No, they're not. I hear nobody's boycotting going anywhere. Everybody is going to wherever they're going. They're going. they like, well, that's them dumbasses. They're not stopping. They vacate because of some ignorant kids. They aren't even kids. They're in their 20s. Let's see. I had some other stuff lined up. It's just little pish posh, mishmashy stuff. You know how you be at home and you just be looking for something to watch, podcast stuff. You know? Let's see. Let's see. Where is the one I was looking for? Uh, Oh, well, let's go to Instagram. You know, people send me, do people send you, of course they do. People send you little clips, you know, those little, you know, those little uh, 
videos. I want to share some that I think are cool. Oh, shoot. I must have signed out. Okay. Let's get in there. And I am so tired, you guys. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tap out early. You know why? There's a big concert tomorrow in Adelanto, y'all. It's going to be in... Um, it's Adelanto. I don't know the name of the stadium, but Google hip hop show Saturday Adelanto and it'll pop up. I, every every rapper you've ever wanted to see rap is going to be performing. It's ridiculous. I'm super looking at my bathroom. That, 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 that back screen was kind of getting on my nerves. Anyways. Yeah, my lighting. It's always my lighting, you know. Again, I was just so tired, man. I just couldn't even think straight. I was just was trying to rest. But I know I said I was going to do one today, and I'm trying to be more um, about that life. Let me try to get in here. Really? Hold on, I'm having technical difficulties. Come on, come on, come on. Are you kidding me? Hmm. Why isn't it working? I don't know what that password is. I don't know how I got signed out of my own situation, but I must have. And now I'm trying to sign in. I would have to do that. I thought it was tripping. That's just weird, man. Wow. This is messing up my program. Well, you know what? While we're looking at that, let me play some of my music. Why not? I want to play some of my music and I want to talk to you of the story behind the story. Is that okay? Why not? Sure. All right. Well, let's put it on the screen, huh? And then I'll tell you a little story about these songs while I'm trying to sign into this gosh darn Instagram. Margaret, April 20th, rated PG-13. All right. So this is a song um, called Flow, and I spelled it like that. I was trying to be esoteric, um, and it was produced by DiBiase, but when I knew him back then, his name was Diabolic, and... Um, it's just philosophical things I'm saying. I'm saying philosophies. At this time when I wrote this, which was in 2007 or eight, I um, was reading Krishnamurti a lot. Krishnamurti is an Indian guy who came with a lot of philosophical, beautiful ways to live. He wrote a book called Freedom from the Known. Wow, everybody's gone. That's okay. Anyways... Um, this song is called Flow, and I like the music because I feel like I'm in space touching stars. That's how the little bling, 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 bling sound to me. So I want you to close your eyes. That's why I say that at the beginning of the song. I say, close your eyes, see a little clearer, right? Because I want you to listen to the music that this brother put in the track. It's just really dope. It's really, it's like a three-dimensional sound so let me just let me press play i'm gonna press play hopefully you like it 
We know you can hear it. This is flow. A poem by Watts 1965. Guy Violet Beats. Planet LA. Active Music Works. Expectation causes suffering. Living life the mysteries ever break. Confusion, illusions outside the eye. Standing on your insides, no surprise. The mind becomes numb. Mentality's dumb. Knowledge itself is the beginning of wisdom. Knowledge yourself is the beginning of wisdom. Close your eyes, see a little clearer. Living off a perch never made you search. So more in life for a better kind of meaning than dreaming while living in a nightmare. Eyes flare while counting eggs hatch. Shoulda, woulda becomes a deliberate venture. Substantial consequences, thinking of possibilities like survival through false realities. Slanging the ills and palms of babies. Mentally ill, public school training. Shit, we already know, but being bound, we just know. And so, so, being a stranger to yourself, how can you knock off the remnants of slave help? What makes we so notorious? Do we even know what's all the fuss? Impose and we shall we urge the trust. Like undeveloped Negroes in us. Danger, danger makes hearts combust. Those who know sit back, none fuss. That planetary boss must must. Realign to define time's fresh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I really like I really like that track. It's a beautiful track, you know. Maybe give me some feedback. Let me know something in the comments. Here's another joint. This when was from 2008. That was from 2008. This song is from about that same time, 2006, 2007, 2008. This was done with this brother named Satch. He's from this group called The Knots. He did the song, I used to sell mixtapes, but now I'm an MC. I got them rhymes and beats. I used to rock them tapes, 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 right? And his uh, partner, who was also my homeboy, his name was Youssef. He was in a tragic car, got hit by a car. Well, yeah, yeah it's tragic. Well, anyway, this is a short song. It's just a little poemy, songy song. When I rhyme with someone, I tend to try to write in the style that they write in so it could balance, you know, so it could be matching. So check this out. I tried to write like him. These are the rhymes of a time capsule. 1990 on my moored aboard tassel. Years fly by, I should have say fall away. Holidays gave praise for the memories. Sunny days, rainy days, slave backs whipped ways from Sundays. But five plays, busting out a cage. If you 
got to clock it. Get the knowledge, then sit in solace. Destroy Metropolis from the one man's downward palm. Wave fists, weapons on the lawn. The tone is on till the infant is grown. At all the days that you shown. systems in this higher realm of existence ought to make appearances soon from the sky all the intellectuals gather on their pedestals and make the folks go onto the disco not ever wondering even when the thunder was loud make the crowd of hundreds go wild what was making shaking the windows the walls flicking taking no one to call stall stall it really wasn't a surprise even in the dawn of the energy all the lies set free a byproduct of technology a square turntable must be able to see May I play with Well, so that was that. And you know, I haven't even talked to Satch in a minute. It's been since like probably a Project Blow reunion a few years back, last time I talked to Satch. You know, he's such a good brother, such good energy. I would love to get him on my podcast and chit chat with him. You know, he's more like family, like for real. Like I feel like he's the cousin from another wasn't, you know. He was always very peace. His family is always warm and welcoming whenever I would hang out with them, you know. Uh so this last, not last, but one of the this is another song. It's called 10,000. And then I put a parenthesis, Sandra Bland. Um, she came to mind when my friend Boomix claimed Steve Brown, that's my homeboy, he made this beat. Shout out, 1216. Um, and I don't know, I was just, you know, when that situation happened with Sandra Bland, I was really affected. It really affected me. Like, you know, I couldn't sleep. I was, I was sad at work. I felt extremely vulnerable. I felt unprotected. I felt like it changed me. Like I something cracked in my head, you know. I never I never felt right about this again. So this song was inspired by that ex that experience of that woman. It's not directly about her per se. It's more so about like us overall and feeling the need to feel protected. I was watching this documentary um, of Maya Angelou and she was saying this old saying, which was, I come as one, but I stand with 10,000. And she was talking about the ancestors and she was talking about how we're always guided and protected if we tap in, you know what I mean? And it's not hoodoo, it's not spookisms, 
It's just uh, ancient spiritual belief system. You know what I mean? And it's not just in one person group. A lot of groups think this way. You know what I mean? And it's not bad to think that your ancestors are guiding and protecting you. Of course, there's the creator of all. Nobody's taking the place. And I know in, in certain belief systems, religions, they don't think that there is a middle man. Like, even though some people believe in a Jesus, some people believe that there is no middle person. It's just you and God. That's absolutely the fact. But the ancestor part is just like, you know how people have that idea of angels or whatever you want to call them? Same premise, okay? So 10,000, okay? So this is this is my poem about that. Shout out um, all the homies. Tell me what you think. See the light. No more motivations, but still we write. I swear anybody who don't seem to care, beware power touch can be got anywhere. Just cause justice evades the ruckus, don't mean forever that pain erupts us. Time is the number one juror. Diphora will catch hellfire, the burra. No worries, no flurries, I'm resting my chest. The sound of a moon clip will suppress. There will be no more success. Demons. On the head of my least little ones, the sun will find you and melt your soul. Still done. Not from the head of my chinny chin chin does the harm ones begin to get in. But since sin within can implode the low, and you froze in time. Remember these cold ones, but I stand as ten thousand. I'm as one, but I stand as ten thousand. I'm as one, but I stand as ten thousand. I'm as one, but I stand as ten thousand. Balance is harder to reach when there's three rows. The middle one will lead to self-control. Balance is harder to reach when there's three rows. The middle one will lead to self-control. Balance is harder to reach when there's three rows. The middle one will lead to self-control. Balance is harder to reach when there's three rows. The middle one will lead to self-control. Balance is harder to reach when there's three rows. The middle one will lead to self-control. Balance is harder to reach when there's three rows. The middle one will lead to self-control. Teachers of Tomorrow. I thought that track was so funky, man. Ding, bang, bang, bang. Steve got busy with that one. All right, so this is uh, Be Active. This actually um, came out on my first album. I have an album that came out in 1998, which is completely just spitting. I'm not doing no sing-songy shit. I'm not, well, I do a little bit, but mostly I'm bussing. And I, I was inspired to do that album. It's an EP because my rapper friends were like, why don't you just go kick it with your poetry friends? And then my poetry friends was like, why don't you just go kick it with your rapper friends? And I was so annoyed 
because I like hanging out with both. I like doing both. I blend it all. I've been doing it since 93 like that, 92, 93. You know, and I'm so thankful that I found a place like The Good Life because other kids, we weren't kid kids, but we were like teenagers and young adults, you know, had a place and space to, uh, you know, develop that energy. I'm so thankful. That's the year my daddy died. You know what I mean? He was sick. So me going to the good life was like changing, life-changing. Going to Lamert Park was life-changing. That's when I started. Even though I used to live in the Jays when I was a teenager, I mean, I wasn't just like hanging out in Lamert. You know what I mean? I was a kid, so my mother wasn't playing that shit. I had to go in the house. <laughs> but I'm saying, when the, like 93, that's when I started going to Fifth Street Dicks. And from Fifth Street Dicks, I started going to the good life. I learned about the good life. My friend Skilo, Antoine, um, oh my God, I can't think of his last name right now, but Skilo, I wish I was a little bit taller. He is the one that brought me to the good life and he was performing. And so he incorporated me in a couple of songs and I used to go up on the stage with him here and there just to get my feet wet because I really was more so known for my poetry. I wasn't known for rapping, but poetry. But rapping is so freaking dope that I wanted to conquer that beast. So I studied a lot of the artists. I ain't gonna front at the good life. I mean, they were the best to me, period. Except for, you know, I had my favorites on the East Coast. I love me some Black Moon. I love me some Jeru the Damager. Nas is who really inspired me to get into rapping and doing poetry because he had such a mellow, smooth voice. He wasn't like, attack, attack, attack. He was smooth with it. You know what I'm saying? So that made me like, oh yeah, you don't got to be like, you know what I'm saying? Because even at that time <clears throat> in the early nineties, women rappers were rapping hardcore like the niggas. I don't want to rap like that. Fuck that shit. That ain't real. I don't talk like that. So I didn't ever want to do that. So I didn't think I could rap, rap until the good life. And then I saw everything jazz. Everything was amazingly jazz. The flows were jazz. The tracks they sampled were jazz. And that's exactly what a lot of the East Coast artists were doing. So I was attracted to East Coast music, hip hop back then more so until I met the brothers and sisters from the good life. And again, I'm going to emphasize the sisters because they don't get enough you know, energy. They don't I don't, I don't hear enough about them. All I hear is the guys. And then sometimes they'll speak on the one sister, you know, Medusa. Much love and respect. No no shade at all. I'm just saying that's, uh, that's stupid. <laughs> that's unreasonable. There were a whole bunch of other rappers. You know what I mean? Now, eventually, I know an album did come out uh, of a bunch of sisters. I think it was called The Sistren. I'm not remembering, actually. I was supposed to be a part of that project. I actually recorded something for that project, but, I, you know, haters are going to hate, okay? Haters hate it, and they took me off that album, and I didn't get to finish the song. I'm hoping somewhere in the universe of the Project Blowed, they have a copy of that song that I never get to finish, but anyways, I'm not still mad about it. I just thought it was dirty. That's all. Sabotage. For whatever reason. Um, it's always been some funny-ass energy. 
even though it's always just been love and respect for my end, but it's always been some funny ass energy. And I keep thinking it's probably, you know, just that whole energy of competition. You know, I always keep hearing about this whole need for this. I mean, that is a part of hip hop culture, the boisterous, boisterousness, you know, um, it's ugly though. It's an ugly, ugly looking energy. And it does attract jealousy and, and all that. But I never came like that. I've always been more of a humble energy, like a spirit. But I know I, I have a lot of strong energy. And that's just how that is. I've always been a leadership type of style lead positions. That's that's just, I don't know. It's a control thing, maybe. I like being in control. I don't know. I don't know. But this song, Be Active, came about because... Um, when I was uh, managed by Coolio, uh, rest in peace, he took me, Raz Kaz, King T, Paul Stewart, um, oh my God, Billy Boy, um, and I know I'm missing people, but that's who I remember. We all went down to New Orleans in 1995 to the Gavin. Y'all remember the Gavin? Anybody in the hip hop out here remember the Gavin? So he took me to the gather. What up? What up? What up? What up, Timeline? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Timeline. Um, all I'm going to say is it's just um, it's not necessary. There are a whole bunch of different groups of brothers and sisters I used to go visit around in L.A. I always kind of felt orphanage itch ish ish. I always felt kind of like an orphan of sorts. You know, I didn't really have family in LA. Not really. Like my mother moved in, uh, you know, in the eighties back to the South. So I was by myself. So I adopted a lot of people as friends, you know, as family. And so I, I adopted the hip hop kids as my family, even to this day. I know it's G. I know. What's up, G Knight? I know it's you. <laughs> I appreciate you. I do have several friends that support and that's really dope you know i've even been more become more self-aware of my need to become more supportive of my friends as well my cousin called and basically cussed me out tonight because i wasn't super she wanted me to come to her father my uncle's funeral but it was during corona and i didn't i just didn't want to go i don't go to funerals so she was really hurt by that and i had to really take that you know i had to take that in and be like, you know, um, I'm sorry, man, you know, but um, it's beautiful. But um, let be active. So Clef Dollars, I met Clef and Bear One. He was a part of this group called the Ill Biscuits. They were signed to Atlantic Records. And his album, he had one song. You guys can look it up on YouTube. It's called God Bless Your Life. And um, they didn't have any more hits because Clef, uh, his manager stole all the advance money from his contract. And then, uh, yeah, how does that happen? That's, I mean, how did they get away with that? That's wicked. That was hundreds of thousands of dollars his manager stole. And so anyway, and also when they had a meeting at Atlantic Records, he punched the president of the record label in the face. So there we go. Never came out. So, um, but you can find God bless your life, I believe. Anyways, he made this beat be active. And um, 
he was a beautiful soul, you know. We had a brief little, little romance, a little, you know. I'm a love, love, I'm a love baby. What you want, what you want from me? You know what I'm saying? And we were we were engaged for about a week. <laughs> um, I flew them out. I flew Clef and Bear One, um, a producer friend of him, shout out Bear One, um, out to LA because my other homeboy. Dotted line, shout out dotted line. One eleven, tonight. Um, who is one of the dope, the dopest freestylers in LA? So I always thought, what? I just, I had to see this in action. So I used my gosh darn tax money, and I flew Clef and Bear to LA, and I had a poetry rap rent party every quarter, like I four times a year. I would have what they called, what I called poetry rap rent parties. Now, the first one was actually a rent party. It was a for real. I didn't have my rent. My rent was 360. 360. <laughs> In Lamert, y'all. On Lamert Boulevard. Um, <laughs> and I needed rent money. And in Chicago, I'm originally from Chicago, they used to have rent parties. So I put the, vo put the sound out. I called all my cute homegirls. And all my good-looking homeboys and all my very talented people, producers, rappers. And I said, come through. $3. They all came through. People put in $3. One homegirl put in $60. Everybody put in whatever to put in. And I paid my rent. And um, I remember Abstract Rude, Rude Ass said, why should the community pay your rent? And I was like, oh, my God. But anyways, uh, everybody and their mama used to come to those parties. Everybody, everybody. Um, and it was dope. Producers would play their little tapes and <laughs> CDs, and then people would stand up a bus, and you know, it was just beautiful. Um, but anyway, Clef made this beat, and yeah, I man, those were the days. You know what? Clef ended up dying, he passed away in his sleep about 10 years ago, almost 10 years ago. And I didn't realize he had worked with so many profound artists. He we worked with Redman. He worked with Styles P. He's he worked for Big L. He worked for a lot of people. So anyway, this is not the best mix, but this is the mix Clef did. And I believe Dre Be Gone mastered this. Let me check. Dre Be Gone, shout out Dre. But it's old and rusty. This is from 98, but I'm playing it anyway. Inspiration, no complications. I bring it back on this track like black three before our brain destination. I inflate your position and desire to inspire and tap your mental wire with the buzz for desire of utmost progress. No envy, I stand directly in the eyes of what's scaring me and I'm motivating up the bus with the cup for mathematic melodies. Shutting it down will never discourage me. If I will keep, we will succeed in it for eternal weeks for peace. Don't seek the birth will be heard for those in each other's agenda because those skills will defend any ills on bitter. People standing defend. defend. B girl, new world, popping new school. In an all black, different towels, no more food, no more time. We both shall succeed it. Clap vibe on this track. Audio tears, audio bleed tears, bleed.
slacker than the eye on them funny peas. And life has a way of just sprouting its form out of those eternal garbage cans. A dorm with stress and all the mess that grows internal like flowers. Uh -huh. Directed west and at best, it'll like be drowned. No more or less than you can handle. And how bad it's confessing at best, and it's dismantle, Had that swing in it, you hear that little beboppy, jazzy little 1940 style swing. Man, come to find out, Virginia was studying the good, what was the good life hard? Clef showed me the whole LA, uh, Virginia underground and they used to study the hell out of freestyle fellowship and as i keep saying biggie said that he used to study king t and when i studied started listening to king t i into gosh darn biggie i was like what now i'm not gonna play any king t tonight until i get permission from king t because youtube has gotten very strict about um, playing artist music, which I can respect because, um, you know, they want to make sure people get their chippers. So <clears throat> this song right here I'm about to play, I literally probably do eight bars on it. I'm not playing the whole song. I'm probably just going to play my part, but I, I got to play the contextual context of the song. I'm on volume 10's most current album. It's called, his whole album is called volume 10 is Dean Hawkins and he's singing on it. So he allowed me to put, well, not allowed. He asked me to put a, he wanted me to make it longer, but I didn't feel like I just, so this is what I wrote. I want to play this song for you guys. It's called France. I'm going to play France. And tomorrow I'm going to be at the, that Adelanto, that big ass show with every rapper you ever wanted to hear fucking rap is going to be at in Adelanto tomorrow. Um, it's going to be everybody. It's, it's Souls of Mischief. Is it Tribe Called Quest? I don't know. Um, Far Side, Freestyle Fellowship. Um, otherwise, um, just everybody. Medusa is a lot. Am I in the bathroom? <laughs> yes, Killary. You know what I've come to realize? The lighting is a bit better in here <laughs> than in my bedroom. I got I just got to get more lights. You know, Fat Jack, you know, when I interviewed Fat Jack, he told me he was gonna, uh, you know, get, get sell me this uh, this cool little podcast equipment, so that should help out a lot. But this is where I is, yes. See, I have a big master bedroom, so I have like a big master bathroom, and this is just the shower bathtub area. I have one of those oval tubs. This is where I did that 
that thing. Um, yes, I'm in the bathroom, but it's a big bathroom. It's big. The toilet has its own room. It's really amazing. Anyways, um, so let me play this little. <laughs> yes, it's like its own little. It's there. This big walk-in closet thing. Yes, darling. No, I'm not balling. No. But Vegas, like Las Vegas has built so many really nice new houses. You can really buy or rent a higher level of living, higher standard of living out here. So anyway, let me play this song for y'all. It's called France. He wants me to perform F You, We're In Love. We have a song called We're In Love. And um, I'm going to play that after this. But uh, I want to know what y'all think, okay? All right. I'm not going to play the whole song. I'm just going to play his first verse and my verse. Stop this new album. Oh, yeah. I want to mention uh, produced by Jism. Y'all know Jism? Yeah. All right. Yeah, it is. the. <laughs> that's true. Timeline. That is true. We do use our closet for the uh, studio. That's right. But anyway, produced by Jism. Shout out Jism. Seems like they don't want me to make no big money from this traffic. So I'm going to start singing around this piece to see exactly what happens. Plus, I think I got this singing down in my soul. I hope without the tears, we make some dough. Because for the dough, she trusted me with these highs. But it's easy to get caught up in the hip highs. So from the side, I'm going to start to sing. And put peace so everything. Maybe when we get some dough, it's going to be fancy cars and pretty too. In the finest Farragamos, feasting at Shea Cashmere. Maybe when we get some dough, it's gonna be fancy cars and crittles. In the finest Farragamos, feasting at Shea Cashmere. It's okay, Marvis play, run away with me. You'll never need to be in another place for peace. It was fate in the place for us, moon and dust, monumental trust us, making away from lust us. Cause warriors before and New York connected the dots and knew we knew not. Plus, it was discussed in other realms that we gonna kick up some dust. We'll never need not be intrigued. We'd be blessed of us. <laughs> We'd be blessed of us. Now may your love keep coming around like a carousel When times and the story they tell I'll have the beef we know And I'll have the stew of feel oh. Okay, okay, enough of that. What y'all think? What y'all think? What y'all think? Can you give me some feedback on that. Yeah, can you buy a house for 200000 Killery, you know what? You could until about a year and a half ago, right? Like a year and a half ago, you could have bought a cool. I was trying to buy a house for um, about 250 about a year and a half ago. But, you know, I didn't have all my eggs in order, you know what I mean? But um, now it's about 400000 400000 Simply eight. 
So you have 400 to 450,000. They're trying to get these apartments. I mean, <laughs> they're townhouses or whatever for about 400 to four. Hey, this is Ben Affleck, y'all. Hold up. Can y'all hear me? So, okay. In my class, we've been talking about people who've been passing in the industry. And funny, did y'all know, y'all heard about Ben Affleck? He went on that, he went on that, uh, What's that show where they teach learn your ancestry? You know what I'm talking about. The dude, the black dude, he finds these people in their ancestry and shit. Come to find out, my fucking Ben Affleck is black, okay? And the 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 movie industry people, they didn't want people to know that. So they made Homeboy pull the whole episode. That's why you can't find it, right? But I guess somebody leaked it anyway. But that, yeah, Ben Affleck found out his peoples was black. <laughs> they were straight slaves, slave owner and slave. Like he learned that the master part and he learned the slave part. And they thought it was too controversial. Yeah, I hope the prices drop too, Killary. You know what I mean? I've been thinking about this townhouse. They have these townhouses, but um, they don't look worth $450,000. They just don't. But this is Love Us. I'm not going to play the whole joint. But this is what we're going to perform. We might perform it tomorrow, but we're definitely performing it um, on the 29th in Phoenix, Arizona. Let's check this out. What I'm saying is, fuck you. We're in love. Fuck you, niggas. Fuck you, bitches. Fuck you. We're in love. Collectively, I spit out of it. Connected out not of me. I won the lottery. What is the son of me? Flattery. Ever ready battery. She spit a salary, I spit a salary. Love is a tragedy. Ever ready battery. But happen like rabbits. I got a habit. Stab it. Got the most tragic. And killed her pussy. Living life with a passion with bricks. I'm banning, I'm banning. Out of the bitches and out of the bitches. Even the bitches with biscuits. It's exquisite as love. How to run the nose, where's the love? How to fly with a relation of dust. Good attention and I think they're enough. Good on the block, flies next stuff. With emotions, plus I bust in the guts of life. All I want to know is, will you be my wife? You and me, sitting in a tree. Trust these kisses, uh-huh. Uh-huh, yeah, trust these kisses, uh-huh. You and me, that's what's up. Two MCs, living it up. Like, fuck these niggas, uh-huh. Uh-huh, yeah. Fuck these bitches, uh-huh. The first 30 times surrounding us is the magnets and their attitudes. After that type of civil trust is the crowded blues. Forget me not so banter can be quite the candid canter. I never knew that such a ranter could brave such hard cancer. Answer with switching the person's names, not including the fame, not including nominal fees, or their falsified claims. Nicks in the fortune and fame, rendering solid love in the cerebral part of your brain. Caught thoughts of many clocks involved on value planes. Dang, exquisite is love to bang. Never like soliloquies, lie like a love can be tender and antidepressant. My love for you is love's identical. No phrase can pull the emotional tune. I swoon you. I swoon you too, cause haters gon' hate, lovers gon' love, two MCs, that's what's up, I'm saying, what we gon' do, we 
with your pain. What are we doing with my pain? You and me sitting in a tree. K I S S I N G. Trust these kisses, uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, trust these kisses, uh huh. You and me, that's what's up. Two MCs living it up. Like, fuck these niggas, uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, fuck these bitches, uh huh. <laughs> oh, let's see what y'all saying. Let's see. Let's see. He's still. He's still. YouTube? You still white? What do you mean, Killery? What do you mean? Let me see if I can get into my. I was supposed to be getting into my Instagram all this time. I'm tripping. Have you heard Killery? Have you heard this one? This one's called Heavenly. I did this song called Heavenly with Dino, with volume 10. You know, I appreciate him. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not really trying to really, I'm telling all my business and shit. I ain't really trying to be like married no more and shit like that. I'm trying to be like not married no more, for real, for real. But I don't want it to be like, um, like we enemies or bad, uh, you know, like, I, I I love the brother. I just you know we can't. I can't do this. I can't. <laughs> I can't. You know the first line in my other song is expectation causes suffering, and that comes from this book called Freedom from the Known. I hope y'all don't mind. I'm rolling me up a little piece of something. It's just a prop. I promise. And um. Know thyself, basically, right? And I be playing dumb and shit. And you know what? My husband used to say that shit too. We're still married, okay? I'm just saying. Um, Imhotep, they say there's a saying, uh, oh, Affleck's still white. <laughs> that is true, Killary. Ben Affleck. There's, I'm learning. My mind is getting blown, y'all. First of all, you have got to see that Shafiq Hussein interview I did because he brings like book information. Like he brings book information on the, I'm doing okay. No, Killary. Um, you know what? I feel the thought and feeling. Let me, let me get rid of that for a minute. I feel the thought and feeling of pure joy quite a lot since he's been gone. Pure joy. Yes, I'm very happy to have my space back. However, I do have moments when I miss the cuddle, okay? Uh, sometimes I miss the friend part of him, you know? And he's been texting and, you know, but I'm very, I think I'm very, uh, you know, and sometimes some people know how to uh, trigger certain things. Look, I, I'm losing my, <laughs> I'm losing my audience. It's okay, um, but you know, somebody out there is gonna relate to it. It's all good. I know I'm not the only person dealing with realizations of themselves. Always put it back on yourself. I'm learning not to blame other people for your fucking choices, right? You made the choice. You live with that shit. So I will, I'm not pointing a finger, but I'll put it like this. 
I know better than to tolerate some a lot of the bullshit that I tolerated. You know, uh, you tolerate a lot of bullshit sometimes when you think you love somebody. You know what I'm saying? When you think you're in love with somebody, you sometimes tell me the truth now. Have tolerated things from a motherfucker that you know you wouldn't normally tolerate, and people know. So, so when he first, when we first got together, you know, a lot of the homies would tell him, "You don't know who you married, right?" They'd all tell him that, and I really don't think he really understood what that meant. You know, peace of mind is yes. You know, um, I, I'm not, I'm not trying to blame or point. But I, 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 fuck that. Fuck that. No, I will blame. I will blame. I'm going to blame. And I think people should get back to blaming people. Fuck that. But, you know, the problem is men tend to only blame women for their problems. I really hope they wake up. I really do. And recognize their motherfucking contribution to the problem. A lot of them act very unethical and immoral. Okay in regard to relationships quite often, and then act as if they have the God-given right to do it. That's wrong, okay? Now, I know there's a lot of tri trifling women out there, tri a lot of trifling uh, people is what I would say. That's what I'm trying to get to. It's not a gender thing. It's a human people thing. There are people with good character and there's people with bad character. And it doesn't matter if they're male or female, or I don't like using that now. I'm using man or woman. Okay. Uh, it doesn't matter if they're men or women. Okay. It's it's really and truly like a, a, it's a character thing. You either have good character or you have bad character. And what I know is that I have good character. Okay. I know that. And um, I've allowed myself to be in situations in which I knew there was poor character being expressed and I was praying and hoping and wanting to build on building uh, better expressions of good character. Like I'm not perfect, right? But I have good fucking character. Like there's just some things you, you'll never catch me doing. And if a motherfucker say they caught me doing some shit like that, you know they lying. You know what I mean? And that's the type of character you want. So that's what I earned. I earned that. Okay. Now, a lot of times what I've come to also learn is that just because I've totally tolerated bullshit from a lot of the homegirls, even like they'll tell me all their nasty whole business, right? All their nasty whole business. And I don't judge it. I'm saying nasty whole business because just to relate the fact of what we talk about, but I don't judge that. I don't, I don't judge that. But whenever I have told them something that maybe I didn't do that they would think was right, I'm all kinds of whatevers, you know, behind my back though, you know, but nowhere near the filth that they did or do, you know? So um, where, how'd I get into that? I don't know. All I know is I tolerated certain behaviors that I should not have. And I knew better. Okay. I know better. I know what I need and shame on me for not sticking to it. You know what I'm saying? But sometimes it's not so easy to break up with people. You know, sometimes it's quite difficult, you know, and you don't know what to expect from people. You don't know how they're going to respond to you. 
breaking up with them. And he, you know, to be fair, had tried to break up with me too before. What up, OG Patrice? You know, um, to be fair, you know what I mean? He tried to leave before. It's just a lot, man. The love is there. And so he left because, you know, and then when you got kids and you try to do a motherfucking relationship and they don't like the dude, man, that shit is hard. Can't really do it. And that's what I learned. So, yeah. Especially, you know, his approach to things was just too much, too fast. You know what I mean? Like the future advice for any men or women coming into a relationship with children, um, come with the gifts and the kindness first. Win them over with the love first. Then the discipline if you must. Don't or not at all. It's not really your position to be disciplining nobody, really. So that's where we was having conflicts. That's my opinion, you know, but that's how I gotta be in my house. And I I was trying to stick to that, and it was always a battle or a challenge. And you know, all these ignorant ass slow motherfuckers keep talking that dumb shit about submit, submission. And, you know, no disrespect, because I love black men. I honor and really love and respect brothers a lot. I love them very much um, for the sake of a lot. And just because I love my people, you know, and sisters, most definitely. However, this whole notion of a um, submission and the man first and the men are ahead and the men, uh, that's got to go away. Again, I haven't seen the morals and ethics on no real levels from any man in recent times, in my personal life or in the fucking public. And I feel like for all of this submission, I mean, what you got to really understand, what do you mean when you say submit and shit like that? When I say jump, she say how high. Well, I ain't put on the planet to be nobody's slave. And that's slave shit to me. And I already thought being a wife was being a mule. Okay. Yeah, kids do have a sixth sense. And I even felt it in my fucking gut. And I ignored my gut. And when I ignored my gut, I lost 30 pounds. Just, I thought I had cancer. It was stress. It was stress from my job, too. I had this bullshit-ass, bitch-ass job at this school and uh, the principal was jealous because the kids liked me a lot and, you know, she wanted to be the star of her school. Anyway, she was, she was a trip. So that was some drama too. But anyway, mama's got to protect their children, period. I mean, he wasn't some horrible beast. He just was like to 1970 with it and we in 2023. That's all. Really, that's the simplest way to put it. Brothers are still stuck on fucking James Evans bullshit. And women are like way in the future. And they need to catch up. There's no way I'm going to work a job and cook full meals and clean and pay all the bills, help with the homework. It's too much. Laundry. I'm cool on that. I'm cool on that. 
Uh, I'll submit when a good man shows me that I can trust him. I mean, we naturally do that. That goes without saying. That really goes without fucking saying. When you show leadership, people will naturally come towards you. You don't have to force that shit. You don't have to make it happen. Just be, you know, y'all want to be the leaders, lead by example. I don't see that shit, man. I don't see, I, I do have some very good male friends. Let me not, I'm not saying I don't, but I'm saying as soon as it turns into some old romantic shit, you know, I am a wild horse. I'm not wild. I'm not, I'm not freak Nick wild. I'm not twerking on cars. I'm not showing my ass. I dress pretty damn modest. I, I live an almost clean lifestyle. I like to, you know, have my props now and again, maybe a beer here and there, but that's about it, man. Were you Esther? <laughs> no, I was actually in the role of Esther. Some of these men crime submit on social media are not worthy of submitting to a woman will naturally submit to a man that's leading correctly. That's thank you, OG Patrice. That's all I'm saying. That goes without saying. You know, um, I'm a very kind and gentle type person, um, but I also have a lot of good leadership skills as well. You know what I mean? And uh, for one to try to suppress that or overburden that, there's the balance. You know, there's got to be a fine balance. So, yeah, man, nah, I'm, I don't want it. marriage. So then I've been reading all these different books throughout the years about how our status through the American government. Now, again, we know we are the original uh, Indians of this nation, of this land, right? We know that. But Killary beloved, I'm a strong woman and I'm exhausted of being strong. Men need to step up. Not all men, but majority. Thank God. my Thank you, Killary. OG Patrice, thank you. My grandkids won't see me in the Freak Nick documentary. <laughs> oh my God. That reminds Okay. My daughter asked me tonight on the way home, mom, are you in the Freak Nick movie? <laughs> to which I said, you know what? I was going to go in 93 and then I was deaf. I didn't go. And then I promised I was going to go with Snoop and Warren G and all of them when they went down in 94 and they was just starting to blow up and shit. And I was hanging out with them and stuff. I was going to go. But my daddy died. My daddy died. So I had vowed that for a whole year, I would not do any fun activities. I just would just meditate on my daddy for a year. So I did not go to the 94 Freak Nick, of which I'll keep hearing they're getting all this footage from. Um, I'm glad I didn't. I I heard about what goes to Freaknik. Like my all my roommates went to Freaknik. Like I had like three other roommates. They all went to Freaknik. I'm not a Freaknik type of bitch. Like I'm not one to twerk on the floor or bend over over a car. Okay, I'm not one to flip my boobs out. I'm not that one anyway. So they wasn't gonna catch me doing nothing, giving head in the fucking blocks. I heard these women was acting crazy. Hey, what's up, True Vintage R&B fan? Submission is not about slavery. It's about order. That's true. 
but I think that the word is being misused or overused or used in the wrong context or used with brothers who play video games all day and don't have jobs, cheat on the, you know, cheat on their girls with their sister or the girl next door, fondle the children, uh, worthless, those ones, dope dealer, dope user, you know, those types. Gamblers, over gamblers, not gamblers, but just like overdoing it, smacking their girls around, abusers, right? Let's see. Don't mean to change the subject, but I heard Jamie had a stroke. Ooh, yeah. Well, you know what? First of all, prayers out to Jamie Foxx. Um, he's 56. And did y'all ever hear about them wild ass Jamie Foxx parties he used to have? Again, that was freak neck at his house every summer. Every summer, Jamie Foxx in the 90s and early 2000s had these wild ass parties. And Again, I already knew what was going down at those parties. I've always been kind of an old young lady. That makes sense. I know not to put myself in positions or situations that's going to be where I'm put in some situation where they're going to be like, want me to do something out of my character. So I didn't go. I didn't go to those things. However, I was invited, you know, and, uh, you know, I've had friends that have gone to all of those kind of parties, right? Too much going on with these celebrities nowadays. You know what? It's the same things that's been going on. It's just people have cameras now. That's all. People been doing all whatever they've been doing. Straight up. OG Patrice, girl, his parties was wild as F. I know some people that went. Oh, yeah, me too. There was a lot of orgies popping off and just absolute debauchery or debauchery, whatever the word, freaky parties. Yes. And plus, um, I remember a lot of people was getting in the X and all that. And I'm not, I'm not, I, listen, let me tell you a little story. I went to Cal State Long Beach and I will not name these ladies, uh, out of respect to them, but there were these really, really, I mean, they were considered like the prettiest girls in the black studies, you know, and, um, but they were on, well, one of them was getting into drugs real tough. And when I went to go visit her, this was our freshman year in 1990, 1991, um, 92, Kimora Simmons and Jada wore straps, strap on at those parties. <laughs> Ooh, we, I mean, strap ons is just the way they play. That's part of the pleasure and play. Who was they poking them into, though? Hmm. Uh, damn, I forgot what I was going to say. I forgot. But I don't remember. But let's move on. I'm, okay, so the thing is, this is the thing. I was trying to get into my Instagram. I don't know why I'm not able to get into my Instagram. Let me try it into my email. I'm using it. Okay. I've been, somebody's jumped into my Instagram before and said they're extra like 
cautious with my emails. So it signed me out, so I had to go away from scratch. Thank you for your patience. I didn't mean to go all off or whatever, but I'm just sick of these fake wars. There's always some some wars, man versus woman, old versus young. I'm just tired of it. Let's get along. Let's just be respectful and peaceful. Okay, what am I looking for? Okay, here we go. God, what is going on? Run, cats. You know what? I could play heavenly while we're doing this. Okay, so I'm going to play heavenly. Let me see. I was talking about pretty college friends and the drugs they took. Thank you, Hillary. Ha! Okay. They were taking X, which was new at the time. And another guy, this guy, he was doing um, LSD. Uh, and they were telling me about their experiences. Yeah, everybody does screw everybody. That's why everybody has herpes. It's true. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that's what blocked me from getting into certain parts of the industry because I am heterosexual and they don't, you, you know, most of the industry is not hetero. And, um, because I wasn't really down with the programs and stuff, you know, I lost out on sometimes, you know, people would sabotage me because of the fact. Yeah. I mean, sabotage. Yeah because I wasn't wanting to be a lesbian and things like that. There's reverse sexism. Are you kidding me? I just changed my password. Anyways, I've always been afraid to do dope because, you know, I've always been afraid that once you take it, it'll make you stay cray cray. And I don't want to stay cray cray. Here, let me play heavenly while I'm trying to get this. I don't want to bore y'all. Let me try to. So this is a song called Heavenly. And I do appreciate that volume 10 has been one of the few cats who has, aside from Fat Jack and I Smooth 7, Okay, they've been really thoughtful and helpful in regard to, and Coolio, of course, volume 10, you know, has allowed me to do some songs with him, and I really appreciate that. So this is a song called Heavenly. I really, I think it's... The second in my stomach.
So we did some cool music, you know. I appreciate all of that. I really do. Did I have it on the screen? No sound? Y'all didn't hear it at all? Y'all didn't hear any of it? Did y'all hear any of that music? Let me know right now. Y'all didn't hear the song at all. Let me know. Let me know. Are you kidding me? Just put a one. Just type one if you heard it. Okay, if you, you know, if you didn't hear it, let me know. It's wild. Let me know. See, what's slowing me up is I can't get into my Instagram. I can hear you now. You hear me? So did y'all hear this song? Was he gay? <laughs> okay, what's up? Thou shall be free. So they're saying, as I knew, he was faking gay. He was faking gay for pay. Five seconds of it. <laughs> you only hear five seconds of it. Okay. Can I play it for you? Do you mind if we can hear it? So, no, Jamie, Jamie, according to Hollywood legend, Jamie is definitely um, a, a freaky freak. He liked everybody. Now, I don't know if he got into drugs or any of that. I don't know any of that. I just know he had a very party lifestyle. And he probably drank a lot. And you know, drinking does contribute to strokes. So I don't know if he was drinking now. He was looking pretty good, you know. But you never know. They said he had a stroke, though. He had a stroke. That's really sad. He looks that way. Yeah. Remember those jokes he used to make about Prince? Oh. He said he'd be gay for Prince. You remember that? All right, let me see if I can. So I didn't know I couldn't. But that sucks, Jamie Foxx. But that's that age, man. You gotta. The second in my stomach. The well gonna run it, the vomit, the no atomic, the air blemish, the well the lament with no violence to stay silent unless you won't violence. The rackets islands, the profilers, the smiling in my fucking face, the protectors, the ones that lift us. Give me a million witches, black queens, Elohims, witch doctors, the guys lip proper. I ain't got the five bitches, the full bitch in the splits, the relevant, the real relevant, switch the long list, the pulpits, the Oh my God, that's so gross. That is true. He straight started. Did y'all remember when Tom Cruise and Jamie Foxx was hanging out all tough? Y'all remember that? With his wife, Katie Holmes, yup. And do y'all remember all of a sudden, Tom Cruise was getting a divorce and then Katie was just like all sprung off some Jamie Foxx, like, like she couldn't get no acting gigs. He couldn't really get no acting gigs. Not really. He had just done uh, Ray Charles. And then he played like this homeless violinist. Y'all remember that? 
Then think about it. What movies y'all seen him in after that? What was he in after that? Anybody remember? I'll wait. Yeah, because Katie got Goo Goo Gaga off the peen. Y'all remember that movie? What was that movie with um Hitchhiker? What was the movie? And Jamie Foxx played in it. And Katie Holmes was in it. I think Tom Cruise might have been in it. I forget the name of the movie. Collateral Damage. Oh, my God. Yes. That's one of the movies. That's not the one I was thinking about. This is kind of a comedy. And there are only a small part in it. This dude's trying to get to his girl who's in labor, about to have a baby. And he gets stuck and he tries to rent a car because he can't get a flight. You know what I'm talking about? But anyways, yes, honey, he was with her. He was with Katie for like five, six years or something. He was with her for a long time. But yeah, he stole Tom Cruise's girl, man. She couldn't get no work either for a while. And then she played Jackie Kennedy. But it took years. And that was like a TV movie. It took her years to get back after that. And then he moved to Europe. Bojangle? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, it was like a Ben Stiller, I think, or some kind of one of them types. I forget his name, but he was, he was, he got stuck somewhere and he was trying to get to his wife. Oh my God, me too, Kelly. Whoa. <laughs> um, Anyway, so yeah, they were together for a while, man. That's crazy. Y'all heard about Jaguar getting arrested live, on live. She got straight arrested. So, in from she was in Louisiana, but they got her from a warrant in Texas. You know, when you check into a hotel, they do a whole background check. Did you know that? I'd be running from Scientology. <laughs> Well, you know what? Do you know much about Scientology? Thou shalt be free. Um, I know that the Nation of Islam is under that umbrella now, the West Coast. I believe that's what's popping. I went to a, 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 a event and, and it was like Scientology. It was at a Scientology place there, like Scientologists. So that's interesting. You know, one thing I do agree with the Scientology people with the, the the whole their theory or belief about the psychology the like the history of American psychology and like the pills they pop off to everybody they are they're 100 100 right about that I heard enough from dr Eric Berg's son <laughs> Ooh, Hillary what do you mean again oh yeah jack for what oh yes child I showed that at the beginning I could show it again I showed her getting arrested. Yeah. Yeah. You want me to show it to you? Yeah. She don't know oh, for a warrant. Remember how many, remember when she was getting arrested like every other week, remember like this January, February, March. Well, you know, you got to show your ass up in court for that shit. Right. When you're out on bail, when you're out on bail, you got to go back to court. And I do want to know about Dr. Eric Berg, too. I was going to ask um, <laughs> if you wouldn't mind explaining what you mean, thou shall be free. Who is Dr. Eric Berg? Or do I need to look up Dr. Eric Berg? I can look up Eric Berg, too. 
But um, Jag, she got arrested for <laughs> warrants. I don't believe in psych meds, true vintage R&B fan. Antidepressants make things worse. You know what? Man, one of my students headbutt me on my job, right? And when I went to the little motherfucking school doctors, he prescribed me this shit called gabapentin. You know, but I'm always paying, paying attention and shit. And I noticed this motherfucker prescribed gabapentin to everybody in the office. I mean, everybody in the office was gabapentin, gabapentin. I'm like, damn, right? So when I took the shit, I only took it once. It made me feel weird. I don't like feeling weird. I don't care if it's the pill. I tried to take the pill. I couldn't take the pill. I don't take pills. You know what I mean? But um, it made me feel weird. And then I like, my memory was weird. You know, I couldn't reach a climax. You know, when we was having sex, I couldn't pop out. I was like, that's a wrap. I ain't never taking that shit again. So I'm sitting right over there. Then when I looked up gabapentin and what the fuck it is, it's epilepsy medicine. I don't have epilepsy. I don't get seizures. Gabapentin is for seizures, bro. I, I had a concussion. How you giving me seizure meds? See, if I wasn't one of them, let me look some shit up type of bitch. Or if I was just a sheep, I would have just kept taking that bullshit. But once I couldn't climax, you know, you have to be able to come. That's just ridiculous. You got to be able to have uh, some type of release. You know, every now and again, you ain't got to overdo it, especially in our older age. That's what our doctor told me. My doctor was like, y'all need to slow down. So anyway, um, gabapentin though, man. Look that shit, it was gabapentin. How dare you prescribe that bullshit? You know what I mean? Let's see. She needs to calm the F down. You know what? They might try to hold her for real. Oh, Dr. Eric Berg is a holistic doctor that became so famous for the facts of pharmaceuticals and what natural remedies can do. Okay. Okay. I like that picture. That's not, is that Kurt Cobain picture? I believe some of those psych drugs are tied to witchcraft and sorcery. True vintage R&B. Killer Bird says they're drug pushers. Uh, let's see. <laughs> I know who he is, but what about his son? Is his son famous? Epilepsy medication. Yep. Yeah, and it was fucking with my memory. Dr. Berg is involved with Scientology, though. Thou shalt be free. Yep. Why, what is the, what, why are people freaked out? Like, let me, what, why are people so freaked out about Scientology? Like, I know the theories or whatever, generally, okay? If you live in Hollywood or go to Hollywood schools, you, you're, you're down the street from the Scientology headquarters, okay? And I remember, I never thought of it as connected to Scientology, or maybe I did, but I didn't really know what that was, but you know, just walking down Hollywood Boulevard, they would have these questionnaires they would ask us all the fucking time. They would ask us shit all the time. Share Jack's video? Okay. 
His son is angry with his dad for going against his gay lifestyle. His son is angry with his dad for going against his gay lifestyle. Okay. Well, that's deep. You know, that's deep. Let me try to find... I couldn't get into my Instagram. I really did. I promise you I had stuff lined up in my um, Instagram, but it won't allow me to go in. That's weird. Let's see. She got... Hold up. First, she told the story about Lauren Hill, which I concur. It is a cult, but aren't all religions cults? Rose McGowan, too. I had to fall back from my friend Jack. Me, too. I love her dearly, but she doesn't listen to anyone. I'm just praying for her sanity and safety, OG Patrice. Yes, that's where I'm at with it. I, I can't, I sound stupid trying to defend her at this point. She does shit after shit. It's like she's begging. This is like, you know how there's the bad kid in class that likes negative attention? They just want some attention, whether it's good or bad. Okay, so let's check this out. Now, I showed this earlier, but I'm going to show it to those who may have missed it. So now she's doing her, her podcast, like how Tokyo Tony does her podcast, which is she'll answer a question if you put a cash app in. So if you pay $10, you ask a question, she'll answer it. So that's Tokyo Tony. She cussed my ass out one day. I hit up, I hit her up in her uh, podcast because all of us met through Jag. Like I met uh, a bunch of different podcasters through Jag. She was trying to connect everybody at one point. I don't know. After dealing with that weird dreadlock dude, she ain't been the same, dude. She ain't been the same. Jag gets too angry. Thou shall be free. Jag gets too angry and goes off sounding like she's exaggerating. She does get a bit theatrical. I'm OG Patrice says, I'm afraid sometimes I think she has a death wish. I think that is a fact. You know, I think that is true. Um, I can't really explain what she's doing. Uh, it's reckless. And I would go with what Sean Davy Way said. I, I watched him today and I was going to show a clip from him too. Um, you got to, oh, Killary Beloved says, you got to surrender your life to them and only hang with other Scientologists. True Avengers says, OG Patrice, I had to stop following Jack too. Her own bitterness, bitterness is destroying her and it's killing all her relationships. Man. That dude with the dreadlocks, I forget his name, from Carbonation. He put the whammy on her. Somebody put some kind of spell on this lady, man. And yeah, I do believe people can do that. If you have certain openings or if they put certain words together, they could put you under a type of spell. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, thou shall be free. says, I wonder though if some of what she says is true. Solar. Ugh. Yeah, that dude. Um, I like Jack, but it's hard to believe her anymore. Um, I wanted to, you know what, thou shall be free. Jag and I connected because of the fact that we had the same mentor, which was Michael Collier. Michael Collier is a, a, a comedian, if you've ever heard of him. He's a dear friend of mine, and he was a dear friend of hers. And he mentored a lot of young men and young women back in the, he still does, but he mentored us. Um, in the early 2000s, late 90s. And, um, excuse me, 
And that's what we connected on, me and Jack. So um, I would say that quite a lot of what she says are what they call truthiness. The word truthiness is an actual word, which means it's close to the truth, but it's not necessarily the truth. It's the same rumors that I heard back in the day too. Does that make it true? No. But does that make it not true? No. It's possible. But she wasn't there just like none of us were. So it's speculation quite a lot. Just like me with the Jamie Foxx parties. Although I had friends that went to the Jamie Foxx parties and the other people so-and-so executive parties, my opinion of things comes directly from my experience with certain people in the industry. Now, again, remember, I'm from the industry too, but I didn't get that deep. Jack mentioned, okay. Um, I've been to a lot of industry parties that did not deal with sex. Like I've been to parties with um, Dan Aykroyd and A-list people on Paramount Studios a lot, like a bunch of times. Like I would literally, with my backpack, walk there after school. I went to Hollywood High. And I would go on a Paramount lot all the time. I would hang out at the Arsenio Hall show. <laughs> That's where I saw a lot of celebrity types. And I wouldn't go jocking them or nothing. I would just stand around and eat the snacks in the green room and observe and look around at all these celebrity people and try to vibe them, feel their energy. That was it. I didn't see no freaky, crazy shit. Although I always heard about freaky, crazy shit. And this is 80s, the 1980s freaky, crazy shit, Okay. And early nineties, and um, but I was in the music industry in the in the in the nineties, you know, and in the two thousands and nineties, I was doing film and music videos. Again, I was on the peripheral, so I didn't hear or see anything directly except what I can tell you about that I've seen on set. Like I've seen shit on sets, though. You be seeing shit on set, and again, I have. People, I would say, are friends who are celebrities, but I would never tell their personal business directly like that. You know what I mean? That's been offered to me. I've been offered to tell people's business, but like for pay. She needs to record what she sees. Um, but what percentage of celebrities are under MK Ultra or have DI did? What's did? Um, or have did? You're talking past tenses. <laughs> um, now, see, let me tell you, let me get out of the, should I play the Jack thing first or should I answer that question first? Let me see, which one you want? Okay, let me answer that. So the question is, what percent of celebrities are under MK Ultra or have did? Now, if you're using past tense, have did, like how black people talk, let me try to, let me try, try to explain. So MK Ultra is a thing and I don't, did is multiple personalities. Okay, so, oh my, that's so complex. It depends on your 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 perspective of what you think a, a personality is. Can you share her video? Yeah, it's on YouTube. Let me just play it for you guys, and then we'll get into this very interesting philosophical talk. I really want to get into that. Let me play this Jag thing. So she was telling the truth. Now, I know this shit she was talking about with... um. Uh, uh, Lauren Hill, because my homeboy Chandler Tucker was best friends with the boyfriend I had at the time. My boyfriend at the time, Chandler Tucker, was a musician who flew out to New York and all that to go be on Lauren Hill's album. 
and he got killed while he was out there. He got hit by a truck. Okay, walking with Lauren Hill and them. It was a white racist. He pulled, he tried to hit Lauren Hill, but he hit my boy Chandler. You can look this up. She dedicated, Lauren Hill dedicated her whole first album, her only album. Well, her second album was a live album, but anyway, the first album she dedicated to my boy Chandler Tucker. It was deep. And I went to his memorial, you know, and it was, and he was uh, best friends also with, um, Shaka Khan's daughter and Shaka Khan was there and I, I did fan out and she did check my ass because I was like, oh my God, I just, I know this is not the right place or time, but I just wanted to say that I love your music. She was like, not right now, not right now. <laughs> Silly me. Tomiko, show. I just saw Lady of Rage recently. She on tour with Cat. Well, I just saw her. I think I posted it on my Facebook. She did Afro Puffs. I am the roughest, roughest, roughest. And she still sounded dope. You know I'm in that video. I'm in, I'm in that video and I'm in her other video. I'm in both her videos. <laughs> Go look at Lady of Rage. That bitch was amazing. She was so slept on. She was so purposely and intentionally sabotaged. I believe that. Yes, I do believe uh, Lady of Rage was doper than most of them rap niggas. But what they will say is that Tupac came over and they just, and Dr. Dre split up from uh, Suge Knight at the same time. So all the artists like Lady of Rage and um, Joelle, who was, I mean, her voice was anointed. She had an amazing voice, slept on, like they purposely muffled the female voices. They See, I said I wasn't going to say female. They muffled the women voices of the West. I don't know why. Yo-Yo was incredible too. I looked up to Yo-Yo. She went to Washington High Press Play. I Okay. We took a pic together at the comedy show. Oh my God. <laughs> Can you post that? Okay, Killary. Good grief. All right. Hollywood is a different culture. What we as normal people say is represent. We're going to get into that. Let me press play. Let me press play on it. So many artists are sabotaged. Bilal, like I had Shafiq Hussein on my show last week, and we talked about a little bit about that. Because Bilal, I heard this album Bilal did, man. It was one of the best albums I ever heard in my whole life, aside from Minnie Ripperton, okay? And somebody leaked it, and then the record label didn't want to bring it out after that. All right, so I'm gonna we'll get into that. Remind me to get into that uh, True Vintage. The Lauren Hill story is absolutely true. So I didn't know if you wanted to hear that. I could play that too. But what she's going to talk about is the fact that Lauren Hill, and I remember when Lauren Hill did it, she took all the credit for doing the production, writing all the lyrics, and, you know, of course, recording, which was false. It was a bunch of Muslim brothers. It was a bunch of little circle of brothers, little Muslim brothers, because my ex at the time, He's a Muslim. And so I would hear all the Muslim information news about, you know, what was going on in the community. And they were really upset with Lauren Hill uh, for taking full credit, not paying them properly. Um, Danny boy, I met that. We'll, we'll, I'm going to get into the, all of that. But uh, yeah, the Lauren Hill story. Y'all want to hear that or you want to get straight to the arrest? Let's get to the arrest. And then if y'all want to hear the Lauren Hill story, when she tells it, because she's hilarious, you know, she rude as hell. Uh, you might want to hear that. So, but anyway. 
know, she's, she's wanting people to just like. I need to lift this hair up so my shoulders don't brown uneven. You know, it's important when you plan on wearing a bunch of backless, strapless shit. Make sure that your complexion is even. We still ain't made the three on yet. I want people to click like. 956 in the room. 300. We still need 200 more. If y'all want the truth for a dollar. You got that from Cook. Dollar make you holler. Dollar make you holler. Dollar make you holler. Made a dollar just to- I'm not mad. Say it ain't so. If it was doing it. Ooh. Say it ain't so. I wish I still had me another daiquiri from yesterday. That was delicious. Say it ain't so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Say it ain't so. My, my, my. Nine seven six in the room, three twenty. Not five. It's close, but not five. Who knows? I might start talking early if we get to four fifty. I never. I might just trust we'll get to five if we can get to four fifty quick enough. Like shit, if we can get to four fifty in the next minute and a half, I start spilling my gut. But it's got to be at least four fifty. I mean, my mod's only made $10 so far. They're going to do with $10. It's about 50 of them, but they all going to take 50 cents. <laughs> Shit. Mods got to eat, too. Ain't them right, Mods? Mods, put a one in the chat if I'm telling the truth. Mods got to eat, too. They do a lot of work behind the scenes. And they take this time out without official employment, based on my word, which means I have to provide for them as well. Don't be selfish. Y'all wanna pick my brain. It's only $10 a question, that's cheap. Better go make some noodles, huh? Wouldn't you do that? Thousand people in the room. 339. Hello? Are you looking for me, officer? Did they send you out here for me? I'm in the middle of a live broadcast. My name is Jacqueline Suzette Johnson. And why are you looking for me, officer? There's a warrant for you out of uh, Mesquite, Texas. There's right. a warrant out of Mesquite, Texas? Yes. yes I never lived in Mesquite, Texas. My date of birth is 5-17-1977. I've been being stalked online all day. Okay, well, right now, Oh, by the way, hold on. They're reading me my rights. They're trying to get a Right, this is not basic question. Anytime you're here for process, you will still be familiar with yourself. Never turn to person. You're saying you're right. 
That's a damn shame. Put a one in the chat if you guys understand my rights. Well, at least you guys read rights. They don't do it in DeSoto. Do you understand your rights, ma'am? Yes, I do. Have, uh, your ID on you? Um, no, my wallet is in my hotel room with my son and my mother who've been being harassed online all day. Okay, um, By the way, King World 2020 has been harassing us all day long, hunting us for the past two weeks. I've been being followed. I no longer live in Texas. I live here. Okay. I just got off the phone with DeSoto police and they said they don't have no warrant out for my arrest. It's a, it's a, you're in NCIC, okay? What is that? What is NCIC? Okay, and what does that mean? It means that you wanted full extradition anywhere in the states for a class C misdemeanor. That's what I was charged with. So you are okay, guys. I think I have to go because I think they're going to arrest me now. So mods, you know what to do. Kimmy, I'm turning everything over to you. Please make sure my mother and my son know that I'm being arrested again for doing absolutely nothing wrong. Bye. I guess I'll see you when I get back out of jail. That shit cray. What is with the police constantly walking up on her? The story Jack told me about her last conversation with Jay-Z, I'll take to my grave. Damn. Alleged. Uh, well, you know, she had a couple warrants, man. And from what I'm hearing, you know, she's always telling everybody where she's at. I'm in Shreveport on the north side of town on Lotus and Fig. You know, she's like, so she's made a lot of enemies out there now. You know, a lot of people don't like Jag now. They feel ripped off. You know, a lot of people sent her money. It looks sus. You got your, you are a very like consciousy type person. What did you catch? Come on, bust it. It looks sus. Do you want to come on here? Hey, it's an open invite, by the way, everybody. This is open panel night. You could join in, join the fun, have a conversation, give your opinion about something, something, promote your shit, whatever. We up on here on Twitch, Facebook, and YouTube live. Join the fun. So you could click that link and you'll come on into this, to this, uh, Studio. It's sus. What do you mean, sus? I want to know what you mean. I agree. Why are they always on her? Let me, you know what? How many times did she get, rest, get arrested about two or three months ago? How many times? Like three, four times, right? So you have warrants when you don't show up for court. I've seen this constantly happening with certain individuals. Uh, the, if a warrant pops off, if you don't go to court, if you're out on bail, remember Legina got her out on bail. I think I was being told Legina, the one that told the popo on her because Legina lose her money. Legina want to bail out. I met DMX manager through Jag when she was here in Arizona with me. Oh, okay. Killary beloved, a lot of stuff she bring on herself. I would agree with that. Unfortunately. I'm not, I've been trying to bang for that chick just because of the original person that I was connected with. Like, you know what I mean? She was really like, I'm trying to connect all the black content creators. And you know, that's dope to me. You know, that's G. That's some collective work and responsibility. That's who Jima, that's who Jama. 
That's Emoja. That's dope. But um, when you get into, and even though she was talking trash styley, and that's not my styley, um, the main points of some of the things she would say, I have heard before. You know, what's up, OG? OG Patrice joining in the building. What's what up, Nico? What up, OG? What up? Good. Listen, when I saw Lady of Rage, I did. I don't know what she knew you by, but I did. I called you by Tomiko, but she couldn't remember. And I called your name and your ex Mac Ten, and she 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 had no memory of of it. She's like, I don't know. It could have been a long time ago. I said, Yeah, it probably was. I said, But she told me she knew you. You know so, when we met. Yeah, she was so cool. I got to tell you, I got to fix that. I'm sorry. It's volume 10. Yeah, I did say volume 10. I'm sorry. I'm saying Mac 10 now. But She wouldn't know me. I was just an extra, but I had Afro Puffs. <laughs> I'm in oh, the video. okay. I'm an extra. Okay. I, but I did mention volume 10, though. But she was like, I don't know. I don't know. And I'm thinking she probably thinking that I meant Mac 10 <laughs> when I was saying volume 10 to her. So I don't know. But yeah, I did tell her. And she's like, oh, no, I don't remember. She looks, she looks. She looks. She looks well. She did look good. I saw. I was. Oh my god. Uh, you know, I took my daughter. This was her first adult comedy show, and she didn't get a lot of the jokes. She didn't really think he was funny. She was on her phone by eleven o'clock, talking about, "Mom, I have to get up early in the morning." I'm like, "What like comedy show?" The same one with with oh, um with Cat Cat Williams. I took her. Oh, okay. To yeah, because Lil Mo was there. I, I posted that on my TikTok. Oh, okay. Yeah. Lumo was there. I didn't get any pictures with her, but I only took a picture with... Um, How did you get pictures with people? How did you do that? How Girl, you I told you. I, I, I've been in the business. Look, you you know Jag used to, you know, hang with Kat, right? I I just learned that. Hey, audience, yeah. did y'all know that she used to be with Cat Williams? Yeah, she used to she used to hang with a uh, cat and Lunell them back in the day. Um, you know, like right at the peak of his beginning part of his career. So and listen, when when uh you know Lunell got a, a residency in Vegas and Jag hooked me up with those tickets too, so I was able to go out there in Vegas and uh and see Lunell as well. But she uh Jag knew one of the like role managers or something on the Cat Williams thing. So yeah. she was able to she was able to hook me up with some nice tickets when they came out here to Arizona. And you know, Jag, when she was out here, she took me around, you know, to meet different people. And I forgot that when DMX lived here, mm -hmm. that's how I met DMX's old manager through Jag. What uh she lives here in Arizona. Cause remember DMX used to live here in Arizona. And that's where I am. I'm in Arizona. I'm actually the friend that took her to get her car when that shit went on fire, girl, when it oh when the car caught on fire. Now yeah, that's so that's me. <laughs> you're okay. So did you see any of that? Did you see the car on fire? I didn't actually see the car on fire. Um because when we went to the to the car. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, the car place where they have like the tow them where they tow them. When we went there, they they wouldn't let us. They wouldn't let us see it. They only we could only see yard. it on the computer. Yeah, the yard or something, right? Yeah, we could only we can only see uh pictures of the car on the computer. So that's as far as I saw it. But it was after everything had happened. 
you know, the uh, I don't know what happened. I, I can't tell the story of, of what yeah, that situation yeah. is with the car because I know that shit is crazy and going back and forth. And I'm like, Lord, I took her to go look at the car. I hope when this shit, if this shit pop off, I don't want to be no witness in nothing because I don't know nothing, but I just took her to look look at the car and we didn't get to look at it physically. We only was able to look at it on the computer after the fact, so. Damn, yeah, R.I.P. DMX. I met him once. I have a, a very brief. I, I did too. I met him in Vegas. Where you mean, Matt? I met him in uh, Hollywood, West Hollywood, okay. LA, in front of the House of Blues. Okay, yeah, I met him coming out of the casino. I guess he, you know, just hanging out doing a Vegas trip, uh, you know, with some guys. What and uh, he was real cool. This was about, I want to say about ooh, seven. Eight years oh, ago. Wow. Yeah, about seven, eight years ago. Okay. Oh, yeah, mine been like ninety-eight, like right after Belly came out or something like that. Oh, okay. Okay. And, and I was shocked at how short he was. I'm like, dude, you're my height. Yeah, he's short. Yeah, he's shorty. Can't you tell though? I could not you, tell. You can't tell he's short. He is. He, he's so short. Was that East Coast rappers was just mad short? They was just except for Will Smith, like. Everybody was midgets. Black Moon, when I finally met uh, Buckshot Shorty, that dude's like 4'11", yo. Talking about <laughs> Wow, that's uh, that's Stephanie Mills height, 4'11". That's short. And Little Kim. Little Kim is 4'11", too. Oh, yeah. And Little Kim is 4'11". I met, uh, and, and now, too, also, because they just had the Jazz Fest out here in... Um, in Arizona. And, you know, I know that I used to always go and uh, see Jag and uh, Jag and um, Music Soul Child when they were performing oh. together at the House of Blues. And uh, I just saw Music Soul Child and got a picture with him and I showed him me and Jag's picture. He was like, I said, she my friend and I know she used to be your friend. I said, if you have one thing that you would want to say to her, cause you know, you know they know what what's going on, right? I said, what would you say to her? He said, tell her that I'm praying for her, and I hope she get well soon. That's what he told me to tell her. I said, I'll tell her. I sent her the picture of me and him. I said, he told me to tell you he's praying for you and to get well soon, and that he he and he did say tell I love her too. He did say that. Because uh, they used to tour together a lot, you know, in the House of Blues, the Grey Goose um, tours and stuff like that. It was always Jag and Music Soul Child. Oh, look, Patrice, we got some comments. I want to I want to address if you would address them. OK, Let's what? Uh, Jack, tell me the sky is blue and I still wouldn't believe her. <laughs> That's true. Vintage R&B. Uh, well, well, the thing about it is. Um, because I, I know, you know, a lot of trauma has happened to Jack from the from her childhood as well as, you know, in the industry. Um, I'll just say I know for a fact that I heard some conversations uh, personally uh, with her and some things that happened, you know, with uh, the family situation that she tell. I know people don't believe it, but I actually overheard a phone call. So I know for a fact that that shit is true because of what was said back. And I, it was amazing. Um, I, I, you know, let me jump in. I really think that, uh, first of all, Stephanie Mills being 4'11", 
is that's why she played Dorothy on Broadway for the Wiz. That's like a little girl for so long because she was little so and little. seeing her butt off. And when the Wiz first came out, and I remember my mother was pissed that Diana Ross was playing, uh, yeah, playing Dorothy because at the time Diana Ross was like thirty years old. Thirty years old, exactly. But you and know what that was about? Mills, that, was the, that was the hookup. That was a bigger name. Barry Gordy was the producer. I mean, exactly. See. So you already know what time that was. I ain't mad at it. Do you, Diana? Yeah, I've she does. Really got like Ross, I really have. I, I had to. I went to see her when she came to Shreveport live. But back to jazz, real quick. Yeah, uh, um, Stephanie was on uh, at this jazz thing. Her and uh, Music Soul Child were the headliners here. Yeah. Yep, they just was here a couple of weeks ago. She looks great too. She's outlived pretty much all her contemporaries, and looks great. Go yeah, ahead. she looks absolutely wonderful. Her and Sheila E. Sheila E. was there. Mm -hmm. Mesa performed. She has the best energy. I used to go to this church in Inglewood, California. And it's just this little church. Beverly Crawford was the pastor. And um, she used to have like Bible study. And I went to Bible study back in like the early 2000s. And damn it, Sheila E. was up in there drumming. Playing the drums in the church. Wow. And I had several conversations with the sister. And, um, yeah, she was just a humble person up in there. You know? Oh, wow. That's dope. Everybody yeah, knew she e was in there, but nobody really was just like, oh, so, oh my gosh, Sheila E. Yeah, tripping on every yeah. At that point, you see her, like, every week. So Right. Or every day, if you was going to church, and and people was coming to church to see Sheila E. Okay, if you never mm. wanted to go to church, you was going to church to see Sheila E. She's shorty too, believe it or not. She's shorty and a little thin, little self. But man, she she gave an awesome performance. She gave, of course, she did a tribute to Prince. It was dope. It was dope too. The whole show was really nice, but the only one that stayed and hung out and did the meet and greet was Music Soul Child. So that's how I was able to meet him and do the meet and greet with him. So that's dope. Have yeah. you ever done any like management or professional whatever in the industry? What's that now? Have you done like like professional whatever in the industry? I did a little management for a while, but you know, I went on tour. I was in the blues sector. You remember I was telling you that, you know, my, my, yeah, my cousin was uh, Tyrone Davis. So I toured with him. So I was in the blues sector, but I did do some management for a while. I had a girls group out that, that was out of Chicago and my ex was um, connected to, I don't know if you know her. She was well-known uh, promoter and manager out of Chicago. God, Helen Wooten. You ever heard that name? No, no. But she she used to manage. She used to manage um, Keith Sweat. She used to manage Lil Wayne. Them before anybody knew who they were. She uh -huh. managed Twister. She managed uh, the Brad. She managed um, Lisa Lisa Ray. Huh? Okay, so she's from Chicago. Yeah, I'm from Chicago, the South Side, oh, but I hung out. I, I hung out on the West Side a lot. I grew up on the West Side until we moved to L.A. But look, yeah, right, this, well, uh, Patrice, there's some good stuff. It's Thou Shall Be Free said asks Tokyo <clears throat> Tokyo Tony claimed that Jack sacrificed her son. Do you think it's true? Uh, when who you knows? say sacrifice, 
Yeah. I like- mean, I, I mean, you know, by that time, Jack had been blackballed. So, you know, what I mean, Jack had been blackballed a couple of times before this incident with her son. You know, I don't know the whole full story, but I know that her and her son wasn't speaking during the time they was going through, you know, having some problems and stuff. And, you know, in anger, when you upset with your child, you say things you don't mean, you know, and I know that she said those last words to him. You know what I'm saying? And then I shit to him. And, you know, can you imagine saying some last words to your kid? Yeah. So so just imagine that a mother that has to live with that. You understand? Um, She's she's been through a lot of trauma in her life. People have no idea from her childhood uh, and then in the music industry and uh, having mental illness as well. You know, that that's a real thing. So when you mix all of that together and you're not doing what you're supposed to do, what you think you're going to get? You're going to get chaos. You're going to get, you know what I mean? And, um, and, and uh, Goomba's gone. Yeah. Which and as I much as I love her, I had to fall back, you know, and she called me one day. She's like, I love you, friend, but I don't want to be your friend no more. And I love you, but I just need somebody to go. I said, okay. I knew she was going through one of her things. I was like, okay, Jack, whatever you say. And I hung up and I ain't talked to her since that's been a few months ago. And I just literally shut down from uh, I, I was modding on her channel. I was, you know, keeping up and all. That. I said, I just got to I got to let it go. I just got to pray to God. You know, she's in God's hands. I sometimes feel like she have a death wish. But I was like, I got to pray, you know, and, and God just watch over her because whatever it is, you know, only you can fix that. You know what I mean? Because she don't listen to nobody. Jack got a hard ass head. She don't listen to nobody. I don't think she would sacrifice her child, but you know, I think no. Nah, see, no, nah, I, no. Nah. Had a you know bad you know little argument with her baby, and you know that. Yeah, happened. and said some things she didn't mean. Uh, you know, like I said, and Jack was already blackballed out of the business already. You know what I mean? So I do know. Most of those stories she talked about, about, you know, the females in the industry. And and you know this, Tamiko, it was a lot of hate. These record labels it would, would pet, they would pet female artists against each other. Or if you was in one genre and, and you close to the other one, you know, they, they would pet them against each other like a competition thing. And yeah, it's terrible. funny because Jag was in Neo Soul. So she had nothing to do with Mary J. Blige being in hip hop R and B. But they but they did shelf Jag shit. They shelf Jag shit for uh for Mary J. And uh it made it wait, hard wait, for wait, wait. that you hit the hammer on the head. I'm sorry I gotta hit this point. Yeah go so, ahead. Jag and Mary J look very similar. They look like they could be from the same tribe. Oh, you mean features look like? Look at them cheekbones. Look at them eyes. <laughs> that's some West African eyes. That's some, that's some Ghana of Nigeria right there. Right. But yeah, that, that is true. What happened, you know, with uh, MCA, you know, because uh, Mary was the number one, you know, female. And it's funny that they pet them against each other. And Jag was in Neo Soul, you know, which was a different genre from hip hop R&B, which is what Mary was. But that's what they did. They pet women against each other. And they, they said, women. They they pet- you that it can only be one person at the top and shit like that. It's crazy. 
ridiculous. Like, look, that's what the fact that one would even say Mac 10 instead of volume 10. Let me tell you that story. So it was volume 10 first, okay? Turn up the volume to 10, right? Remember when you old school radio, you turn it up to 10? Remember that? Yeah, yeah. Very naturally <laughs> loud voice. So Charlie Tuna from Jurassic 5 actually um, named volume 10, volume 10. But oh, um, okay. they went to junior high and high school together or something like that. And, you know, so did Funk Dubious. Shout out Funk Dubious. Anyways, um, I forgot what the hell we were saying. The humiliation rituals. Yeah, Mary J. Blige and Jack do look alike. Oh, Mac 10, Volume 10. Okay, so there was this story, rumors that Ice Cube does not always write his own rhymes. Sometimes it would be his cousin, who is um, Del the Funky Homo Sapien from, you know, Hieroglyphics Crew from Oakland. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know, he would bite Steve's like my husband, he would bite my husband's style. So did oh boy, um, what's that? I, I could just kill a man. There was nothing I can't understand. Uh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. I can't think of it. Started rapping like my husband, too. So Ice Cube created this group called the Gorillas, and they all sounded like my husband. Wow. <laughs> but when my husband brought out this song called Pistol Grip Pump. Um, he put a line in there where he kind of said, he said, F a gorilla, illa, cadaver, illa, beans. And that, you know, that got ice cube hot. So they say they pretty much gray balled my husband a bit out of the game. Oh, you know? But meanwhile, he found another brother from Inglewood, which is where my husband's from, who looks similar to my husband, same skin, same hair texture. And mm -hmm. he Mac 10, like, you know, mm. the at volume 10, Mac 10. Mm -hmm. So the industry played games like that. Yeah. Just like, you know, that little girl, you've heard the story at this point. What's that girl that's saying, is this one thing you got me tripping? Well, we already know that her career was stolen by none other than Bay herself. Exactly. Exactly. See, people don't know the real, like they literally, so, so, you know, they, they literally like, I wouldn't say they blackballed her, but they all her writers and producers kind of sold her out and went over and started writing and producing for Jay Z. Them, I guess they, I guess they paid for that. You know, did some backhand shit. Well, the girls and, talk about it. A Marie, that's her name. She was yeah, A Marie, and she yep. spoke about that. She was well, supposed to be the yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that story. And they and Charlemagne asked her, like, what happened to you? Like, why did you disappear? Like, where did you go or whatever? And she kind of alluded to that. She didn't want mm -hmm. to throw anybody on the bus. No, right, got, exactly. They blocked me. I got blocked. And she said she got very depressed. And then she decided to just pull out the game and ask to get released from her contract kind of thing. She felt Yeah, like, they, they right. was doing some nefarious things. Like, a friend of mine. He ended up retiring uh, from uh, CTA. You know about CTA, Chicago Transit Authority. Yeah. But he he was a singer-songwriter, and um, one of his songs was uh, stolen by um, Bay's team like years ago when 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 they was a group when they was um, Destiny's Child, and he went to court for years and sued and won, and he was able to retire early because he he got a bag. Whatever song he wrote for them, 
uh, that he had wrote became a big hit for them. But they but they got it illegally. They was doing a lot of undermining stuff. People just don't know. It wasn't just them, though. It was just that was the standard. Yep. Yep. It was a standard. And and they put they put Jack's out. Al- they put Jack's album on the back burner and barely marketed it because of Mary J. Blige. When she was on MCA Records, Jag is not lying about that part, but they pushed it and she was able to sell a few hundred thousand copies, but it could have done way, way well enough. You know, it, it's it's Jag got all of the the accolades, you know, when she did that unplug with Jay-Z, she really did. She got a standing ovation. But, commercials? She was popping. Yeah, yeah, Jag was on, she was well on her way to be established, but I'm telling you, it's a lot of, a lot of um, backstabbing, a lot of stuff, you know, happened and on the, the back. What's that other little sister from, uh, was she from the South? She had pretty girl rock, 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 you know, pretty girl rock. What's her name? Pretty girl rock. She had a kind of big nose. She was cute though. What's her name? Pretty girl rock. She did a diss. She did a Beyonce diss song that she said the label told her to do. She said, "Oh, um, oh, and they and they and they blackballed her." You talking about Carrie Hilson? Yeah, yeah, Carrie Hilson. Um, they blackballed her. Yeah, after they yeah set set her up, and it's crazy. But I really liked her. I liked her too. She was still able to sustain herself a little bit financially because she was still writing in the background for people. But as far as that art coming out as that artist, because, you know, when she linked up with uh, Kanye, um, you know, she was well on her way. Same thing. She's dope as an artist and as a songwriter. So I think that that, that's what helped save her that, you know, she had wrote a bunch of songs for a a few other artists so she was able to sustain herself off of royalties but coming out as an artist then she started doing some acting and stuff like that but mm. it's it's a lot of that happened to a lot of people but uh yeah. Maya Maya was dying. Maya the same thing happened to her and it and it and it's and the reason why it happened to her is because she didn't give in to um to Jay-Z Remember when they done that song together because he couldn't get his way or have his way with her, right? He he made her he taxed her real high on that song that he did with her. See, she Maya was the one that got away. Okay. Well, that's what they say, but I remember those days, and back then it was alleged that she was messing with Fifty Cent. Well, she might have been, but I'm talking about Jay-Z wanted her, too. That's what I'm saying. She's the one that got away from Jay-Z. And when she didn't acquiesce to his advances, he taxed her very, very high on that song they did together. Okay? Now, I'm telling you what I know that. I hear that. Yeah. And, you know, um, wait, wait, mm -hmm. I got to ask you, girl. I got to ask you. And y'all audience, y'all tell me, too. Did you watch the Grammys this year? I, Tamiko, I stopped watching the Grammys years ago because they full of crap. We know I that. Didn't, I did not. I did. I did okay. not. I didn't like the way the direction it was going. I, I, you know, when you keep rotating the same artists over and over and oh, it, it's just like, come on now. It's like the same I, actors, same actors yeah. over. It's like, come on, give yeah. some. Oh, oh I thought you said the Grammys. You said the Oscars. No, okay, I, but yeah. no, no, no. I said the Grammys, and I had a reason for it. 
Okay. I would love to show this clip, but I'm not going to get dinged. I promise you I'm not. Of Beyonce sitting like this. Oh, you, girl. <laughs> I already know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Looking like a space cadet. <laughs> and Jay-Z go passing her the booze. And she goes. But they girl, should. I'm telling you. I believe now. I tell you, it's it's, it's some certain stories with Jag. I I look at me like I don't believe that one. Like that one is a little far fetched. But that one she told me the last her last conversation with Jay Z blew my mind. I really would take that to my grave because it's uh, mind blowing. And she sh and she showed me pl plenty of pictures with him and her together in her phone. So you you know they were messing around. So you know. It's 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 something else, girl. I tell you, it's ooh, it's deep. People true. don't know how deep that rabbit hole goes. True, our, uh, true vintage R and B fan says, Maya, from what I heard, got banged out from Bryce Wilson. That would have been a pretty couple. I don't watch Grammy. Okay, so I don't watch the Grammys either, but <laughs> I watched the clips. Okay, and I saw Beyonce sitting there like. I don't know how to, I guess the word you said was appropriate. I space cadet. And, but you know, she might've been very nervous. I've grown to respect Beyonce a lot, very much. She's a very hard worker. She really is. And I think she got a bad rap. I mean, she was groomed for this life. Absolutely groomed for it. I very and much so, respect her. I respect her. So, so, so young, you know, but groomed and then groomed you know what i mean <laughs> i don't know that i don't know that i know that her mother was they real motherfucking people like they real like they really um i don't think they groomed her like that but i don't know but no, i don't know no, no 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 when when she got out of the trenches of her father's management that's when another form of that started to happen when she fired her father yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's when a different form of, you know, grooming start to happen. That's all I'm saying. Hint, hint. Wink, wink. Well, you know, to me, she just did what most young women or men do when they first get in the game and they're smelling their own pee for the first time and they're getting a little famous. You know, they sniff and they're going to mess around. They want to mess around with people they've been probably admiring for a long time and being around so many creative people is very, very sexy. Okay. All these mm -hmm. people seen for many years on TV and they're all around you and they think you're hot too. Come on. We can't be yeah. here. I right. get it. Yeah. You know, it's some, it's some celebrity stories. If a lot of people knew, you know, they really wouldn't like certain people. I mean, they still would like them, but they'd be like, really surprised that some of the some of the dirt they did my my ex used to work for paisley parks records which Ooh. was principal mm -hmm. and he used to work real close with angie stone and boy he told me some stories yeah bill i can't tell the i can't the one that's juicy real juicy well he worked with uh angie stone um you remember when um um purple rain came out mm -hmm. yeah and you remember the um 
she only had a small part, but see if you can remember. The chick that played the waitress that had the blonde spiky hair. Oh, uh, Jill Jones, that's her name. Yeah. Jill Rock Jones, that was yeah. her name. Yeah. She um she was an artist on Paisley Park, and that's one of the that's the artist at the time that my ex and and um and and uh, Angie Stone was working on uh her album at the time. And she had she had like some minor success, you know, nothing real big major, but she was able to be in Purple Rain and Under the Cherry Moon because of her connection that's with dope. Prince. That's so yeah, with Prince, but yeah, but um it, it, I have to tell you this story behind the scenes. I can't well, tell you this. Gotta, I, it's I, it's go to Instagram and text me your number, by the way. What you uh, are you on up? Uh, are you under Tamiko? What you under on Instagram? Tamiko show, the Tamiko oh, show. And okay. Yeah, and I could text you the I could text you the picture of me and uh, Lady of Rage. I text you the picture of me and uh Music Soul Child. Have you ever met him? No, but I did come to a, go to his concert out here in Las Vegas. Okay, he he'll cool, cool dude. I love music. Oh, you live in Vegas or LA? I live in Las Vegas now. Girl, but I just I, left Las Vegas. But I, I was in La, LA for like the whole last weekend. I, I you won, you won. We we like one track step behind. I was in Vegas for 15 years. I performed there on the strip in a pr major production show at, at the Bally's Casino. Yeah. I did the uh, I did the old school 90s thing with uh, when they had a uh, salt and pepper, when they had a uh, uh, residency there for a while and they had a. Uh, I'll be sure as a, one of their special guests. And, you know, he lived there and I know Al very well. And I worked with him. I did some background work for him on the 90s show with the um, salt and pepper thing. But yeah, girl, we got to talk. We got to talk. Oh, yeah, we got it. So, okay. Back to Jack. Listen, go ahead. Cause I was going to tell you, um, uh, it's some, it's some connects out there. You might want, you know, corrupt live out there, right? You know, corrupt is there, you know, corrupt. No, I, I mean, I met him back I, back in 95, 94. Yeah, Corrupt lives there. Um, Dad, Corrupt, and Nate, and Warren, and Snoop. Uh-huh. All of them back then. Back okay. In and I worked okay. with him a few times. I worked with him. Okay. On Martin, and on, uh, he had a show on MTV, y'all, called Snoop Fizzle, Doggy Fizzle. Anybody uh -huh. remember that? <laughs> yep. Early thousands i was on there yeah i was on um, three or four episodes and then i'm of course i'm in uh it's the it's a doggy dog world are you well girl you gotta try to try to hook up with uh corrupt um because i know i didn't get to meet him but i knew the night that jag got me the tickets to see lunel all of us were supposed to meet up together at the v jag got us vip we were supposed to meet up vip table because you know hun Jag and Lou Nail is close. They cool. So cool. Um, she hooked That's the tickets up and corrupt and all of them was supposed to show. A bunch of people were supposed to show up and for some reason they didn't show up. But um, anyway, uh, try to... Oh. Huh? What were you saying? No, I was saying try to, yeah, try to hook up with corrupt and also 
um, like I was saying, I work with Al. Al lives there. Al B. Sure lives there. Um, Teddy Riley lives in Vegas. All of them live there. Girl, I just left there. I, I miss there. I it miss, 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 miss. I all every year if I come, if I come next year, um, I'm gonna take you with me because I always go to Rihanna's uh father's birthday party. My girlfriend is engaged to Rihanna's father. And they and she always throw him a really big birthday party there in Vegas. So if I come, we gotta hook up, girl. We gotta talk. Girl. Somebody asked if you're the lead singer from Jade. Who me? Uh-huh. No, but I auditioned from Jade. I auditioned for Jade. I know Joy. She's my homegirl from Chicago. Oh, Joy. Y'all still friends? Yeah. Yeah, we cool. We still cool. I haven't seen her in a long time, but uh, because I know she out there, she in California, but nothing um, like a Chicago accent. I love girl. Chicago. Okay, okay, yes, but we we got to talk because we could. I could tell you some stories, you know, offline, like because I don't want you know. Oh yeah, nobody. So you know how it is, even now, because like, because like now, um, I didn't even know when I lived in Vegas. And worked with Brian McKnight. I didn't even know that Brian McKnight was married to Jaguar's first cousin. I worked with Brian McKnight in Vegas with him and his two sons. And, and when Jag was telling the story, I was like, wait a minute. And I sent her a picture. I said, girl, is are these your cousins? She said, yeah, that's my first cousin's sons. So Jag's first cousin married, married, was hot, you know, they met in college and married Brian McKnight and they had two sons. Yeah, I and remember. I worked with and I worked with them in Vegas. I sent her the picture of them. She was like, "Yep, that's my cousin." I said, "Small world." Brian McKnight is a cousin of mine, as well. Black folk, we all cousins. Let's just play, quit playing. Uh, we're said, all somebody cousins. said Brian McKnight is what? That's my cousin. My cousin. Oh, that's your cousin. On my great grandmother's side, they're McKnight. Oh wow! Oh wow! But we're also related. She don't want that smoke. We're also related to Lionel. No, Richie. I, see, I, I still get I still get gigs, you know, every now and then for for artists. Like I have an agent that, like, if I when I especially when I lived in in Vegas, you know, they would say so and so come in town. You know, I would get a background gig or something. I would have to learn the songs, like I did Jeffrey Osborne. I uh, I worked for uh, what's Dope. the white man? The white man that just passed, uh, Bobby Caldwell. You know, background stuff. So they come through Vegas. I did some uh, studio work with Fat Joe. Girl, we got talk. Okay, we got a question. Killary Beloved is asking, since you know I'll be sure. Let me ask the question. Hold on. Uh, first, she says, I'll be sure is looking stronger and good. Yeah, my friend. Yeah, didn't out say his ex was murdered. Okay, did you hear about that? Um, I, I heard that. I think that people think he was saying that. Uh, and I think he was saying he don't believe that she died, you know, that Kim Porter died from pneumonia. He, I, I think he definitely don't believe that. But I think it's certain things that Al can't say either. Or I'll just say strange things may happen because it was just crazy how all of a sudden he got sick, you know, like, that. Got sick like that. Yeah, it was it was just crazy. Like. I'll send, I'll show you when um I give you my number. I'll show you pictures of me and Al when I worked with Al. But um I have not seen him since, you know, the incident. I've been praying for him. I've been I'll call him 
and I will always, you know, say a prayer and, uh, you know, just leave. He he knows me. I pray. I say I'm praying for you. I say my prayer over the phone, and I will just get a text back. Thanks, sis. Thanks, sis. Thanks, sis. you know. So he he will respond when he could, but uh, I haven't seen him. You know, and I've been here in Arizona now for two years, so I haven't seen him since I moved. But if somebody having a party, oh, what's the name's uh, father lived there too? I know him, uh, Bruno Mars's dad. Um, but I always get a call if somebody's in Vegas and I can do a gig, a background sing, or studio work or something. Like my agent will call me. Like I got when I got the call to do the Fat Joe stuff. They didn't tell me who it was. They were just like, it was a rapper. They just need somebody that can come and do some runs on, on something. You know, I sing some bars. I was like, okay. And I didn't know who it was until I got there. And I went to the Maloof studio, which is the most, one of the most expensive studios in, um, what's the name of that casino? Um, Jesus. I can't think of the name of the casino, but the it's Maloof. Sing something. Let's hear your voice. Do y'all hear how raspy I sound now and I'm laying down? <laughs> so I want me to see. So. Okay, well, listen, I'm going to announce this right now. Listen, everybody, I'm going to do a poetry spoken word. We're going to call it, um, uh, I had one of these kind of pajama jammies at my house. It was a, uh, it's, it's poetry noir. Okay. It's, it's like. Uh, That's it, sis. Poetry after dark. <laughs> so we're going to do that. His son is all up in Diddy's face. He's never on his father's social media supporting him. Shameful. You know what? We cannot speak on that. Like, because, you know, it's way more complex. Can what? you imagine? Do you know the story between I'll be sure and Kim and then Kim with Puffy? And they all oh, were. Yeah, yeah right? I know it. I know it. Okay, I know I know the story. I don't yeah. even know if I should speak on you know, like for real, for real. But then a child is produced out of that, right? And then the child's living under your roof with the ops. You know, like who knows what Quincy's dealing with or had gone through? Who knows what who knows? But his father was in his life. I know at one point they was trying to make it like Al wasn't a part of it. Yeah, him. Al, like Al was a dad be dead. No, he's been there always, every step of the way. But you know, whatever the reason, you know, maybe Puffy doesn't want Quincy to do that. I don't know. I don't know. But I don't know. Ooh, well, next question. Next question. Uh, what happened to him anyway? He why, why did he get sick like that? I don't know. I knew he had um, like a stomach issue or digestive issue or something because, you know, he had had that weight loss surgery. So oh. and lost a lot of weight and then something went wrong with that. And I remember him being in the hospital for a while with that. But then he got stronger. He came out. He was OK. This situation, I don't know. I don't know if it has something to do with that health issue or something else, you know, but um, I'm just glad my brother coming back. He gets strong. He's one of the coolest people ever in the industry. I will say that. Mm -hmm. I've heard he's cool people. And and uh, so is so is Teddy Riley. Cool as hell. Yep, yep. Nah, my yeah. homeboy Dwight. He's called D. 
in the industry he works with, Teddy Ryder. That's a good friend of mine from high school. Okay. He does like um, engineering sound. You feel bad? Yeah, you for Quincy too. Yeah. You know, I looked at old pictures of Kim. I mean, she looked like a little dream, like a little baby doll. And uh -huh. then I was told he broke her nose. Mm. Puffy broke her nose. Like they got into an argument or something on a boat. boat yeah. And he broke her nose. Yeah. And if you look at pictures of her, you know, it's just different. She probably had a couple of surgeries or something. It's a little yeah. Different. My uh, my best friend, she taught school uh, there in California, and she had this student. Um, she had this student by the name of Kena Porter. Come to find out, it was Kim Porter's first cousin. But the girl was very very sick. My and this is the story. This is just the story my best friend told me. She said um, she used to always like wear a bunch of layers of clothes and wrap. She was always cold all the time. She said she could tell the girl was sick. She had an illness because she just recently died uh, a few years ago. Her name was Kena Porter. She used to hang out with Kim and them and all. She told my girlfriend a bunch of stories about uh, Kim and, and, P. Diddy, and, and P. Diddy. Never liked them. Said the family used to always try to get Kim to stay away. She talked about her life hanging out, you know, did the wild parties, did the getting high, did all of the, you know, those type of other parties. She was indulged in that. And my girlfriend believes that she either had you know, like maybe kidney failure or something due to her form of drug abuse or either died from something else, you know, from that living that type of lifestyle. But my and my my best friend went to her funeral. Um, but she said she told her a lot of stories about, and she was like she couldn't say anything because she had children. Her children are grown now, but um, she said, yeah, that that life she led back then, hanging out, doing that type of life, she is she said was the reason why she's sick and she died a few months later. Um, so yeah. Ooh. And, oh wow. Beautiful, beautiful. She said she looked just like Kim. My my best friend was telling me she was showing my best friend pictures of her when she was younger with Kim Porter and Diddy and all of them. Beautiful young lady, but she said she looked so old and so frail and some she was sick. So something caught up with her from that lifestyle she li lived from oh, way back when. Break your break your immune system up, and also I saw, I met Puffy and Cassie. Uh huh. Killery below says. Cassie is, I mean, that lady was just simply gorgeous. I couldn't believe how beautiful she looks. Really? She I never tripped. Her. She got locked in and she she figured out a way to escape that relationship. She was, she couldn't get out of that shit. Yeah, finally got out, right? Damn it. Why are people trying to get out? Get out! lucky to get out and have all your faculties and be sane and don't be on drugs or an alcoholic, okay? Yeah, you gotta wonder why, though. Now, somebody mentioned curses or uh, satanic rituals. Let me see what they say. Let me see. Scroll back up. Okay, so 
You know what I've learned since going to Hollywood High and all that shit? Mm-hmm. You know, you don't be realizing how much you learn about something until you're in a whole different space, a whole different culture. And so, like, when I moved from Cali, I'm from Chicago, but we moved to L.A. when I was, like, 13. I also live oh. in Wisconsin. Okay. We moved to uh, Louisiana a few years ago. That's where I really got to learn how people really don't think like we're very free-minded in California. Mm-hmm. Free-spirited, they call it, right? <laughs> yeah, she was super gorgeous. She should have stayed. I uh, see. Oh my gosh. Somebody what, what they say, because I'm on my phone and and then and when you pull in a thing up, they so small I can't see it. Oh, what okay. you gotta read it. Okay, it says true vintage RB fan says. Cassie should have stayed with Ryan Leslie. Do y'all know that story? So she was with Ryan Leslie. That's the producer. Well, ain't she married now? Isn't she married? Like, yes, but I'm saying this is what happened. So Puffy stole her. Oh, yes, I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From front from Ryan. That was that was the homie. Yeah, yeah. That's well, the- I can tell you a story of he. Basically, kind of did the same thing with Kim son. Porter, with Kim Porter. His son was dating Lori Harvey, then all of a sudden, this fool dating Lori Harvey. He got a problem. Kind of did the same thing. Listen, um, so I'll just say this now. Kim had just had Quincy. And Al Be Sure and a bunch of other people was in the studio working with a certain artist and Al was working on this artist's album, right? Because, you know, Al Be Sure wrote for a lot of people too as well. Come to learn. And, um, learn. and, and Quincy, a little arm baby, in walks Puffy and his people, right? He, and he knew that Al and Kim was together. But then as soon as Al, you know, go in another room or turn his back or whatever, he he tells a certain person, she going to be mine. I'm going to take her. So he was, that's kind of what he did, you know. And yeah. uh, women would do it because of his status and his money, you know. Women so kind of like, no, like have some fucking balls man right and it's like you know the women you know they would they would they would do it because of the money and the prestige and it's the and you know because al is really the one that's that got kim her start as a model in the videos and stuff like that like that was al's doing but diddy was the one that you know helped her go to that next level so yeah. i'll just say it in short like that Kamora got the hell on. She got the hell on. They be getting these girls when they're young, young. Mariah Carey, too. They was all like teenagers. Absolutely. And these dudes. You know, I wonder what, where in the world is uh, Blue Cantrell? <gasps> she was dope. They did do a Where Is She maybe about 10 years, five years exactly. ago. Exactly. You know, at Blue, she struggled with uh, sobriety, you know, of, from uh, drugs. She had, a, you know, she was she struggled 
most of her career, right? But it makes you, I just hope she okay. I thought about her a few days ago. I was like, man, just I like, hope she did. That's just like Mickey Howard, man. I, I love me some oh, Mickey Howard. That's my, now that's the homegirl right there. You already know. I know Mickey, right? Oh. I, I did background work for Mickey Howard in she's, Chicago. She's freaking phenomenal. That's the homegirl. That's dope. But we used to hear about her when I went to Hollywood High. They said she'd be drunk at the studios. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, my girlfriend now is on tour with Shaka Khan. Dope. dope. So, but yeah, Mickey struggled with her sobriety. A lot of them do, you know, and a lot of them <laughs> fall off. I mean, we all saw what happened with Shaka doing the verses. So we knew she had relapsed. You know what I'm saying? Okay, Mickey. Lil Nas Gay. I got to address this. Uh, so allegedly, I had showed this video. Reports say that somebody, one of his, some of his close friends, are telling his business, saying that he was not gay. He ain't never been gay. He was just gay for play. They just offered him millions of dollars. Now we had this conversation in class today, and oh, I wow. was, like, I mean, a little bit. And the question was like, do you really know what you would really do if somebody actually offered you an eight to ten million dollar check? In your face, if you were willing to just be the face of this particular campaign, would you do it? Would you mm. perpetrate the fraud? Well, I know a friend of mine and I got proposition, and they asked us how how famous we want to be, and they got the name. And do you want to be? Fam more famous than it, we can make you that famous. You want to be famous, more famous than this artist, we can make you that famous. But you had to do something. What? What did you have to do? You had to go in that secret room and and do some, you you know, and be recorded because they needed insurance. So if you ever want to try to talk about, you know, trying to get out, they got that on you. And me and my friend turned that down. And this, this is from the blues sector. Because, you know, I told you I come from the blues sector. And my friend is is huge in the blues sector now. But, um, man. And when we met, we met uh, Neo in um, in Las Vegas. And, you know, Neo, is, oh. Neo went to school in Vegas. He, you know, he basically from there. He from the South, but he lived and went to, uh, 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 what do you call it, um, uh, theater school in Vegas, and and uh, his mother, he they still own a house right across the street from where my friend live. I don't know if they own it now. This was about seven, eight years ago, and we I see a little. I thought he was Nigerian. Who? Neo. Oh, I don't, I don't know his ethnicity. I heard he was from Nigeria. I knew with that big old head. I know he was from the South, so I don't know if he's Nigerian, okay. but he moved He moved to Vegas and went to Vegas all through his uh, grade and high school and stuff. And um, I didn't know, know that he had still owned the old house that him and his mother had lived in. So I'm, we, I was at my friend's house and we see this stretch limousine like pulling up and stuff. And we looking out like, who is this? You know, we thinking maybe somebody, you know, I, we didn't know. We just, I don't know, prom or something. We was like, what's this stretch? Out comes this, you know, 
guy and he goes up into this house. I think I think his relatives lives in the house now. And um we see him coming out. I, I was like, that looked like Neil. Me and my friend ran out, you know, because we wanted to talk to him and everything. So we got to talk to him. He stopped. He talked to us and stuff. And my friend was like telling the story that what happened to us because we was telling them that we were singers and artists and songwriters and we, you know, about the business and could, you know, could he help us get in business and get us to this certain level or whatever. And we was telling him the story about the meeting with the people we met with in Vegas. And Neil said, I met with those same people. He told, he said, I know who you're talking about. He said, and that's why I left Vegas and moved to LA. He said, because, uh -uh. he said, because I wasn't selling my soul. <laughs> well, you know, some people don't mind because they know it's just a moment. Yes. Had never opened one before. Now, I could never, you know, I was never directly propositioned, so I can't speak on that. Shout out to Lovely T. This is from her. Did y'all hear about that trans woman who is representing with Tampox? Tampax? Yeah, I am killery. I really am. I really am. I'm chilling. It's Friday night. Jessica, I ain't just get paid. Though. Wait, let me, Tamiko, let me tell you this story. This is crazy. And this is how I met Bruno Mars's dad, right? Come on. Oh, yes. So um, I happened to be at this party, pool party, met Bruno Mars's dad. He was get, having, having a show in Vegas because he lives there at the uh, Treasure Island. It was like a dinner and um, entertainment show. Bruno Mars specifically got this gig for his father, hooked it up, flew out himself, personally did the deal with Treasure Island Girl. I got hired to work as a singer with, with Bruno Mars's dad. Okay. Background and do some, some lead singing. It was a, like a dinner show. It's going to be girl nice and everything. Do you know his dad messed that, messed that whole deal up? Oh, it, it oh, because his dad is still battling with, um, you know, addiction. And then it never came to fruition. It's just crazy. They I, said, uh -huh. said, you need to sing. My voice is, y'all hear me right now? How I sound like I'm Whatever. Mm. Well, I anyway, sound so I will, be having a, we'll be having a live performance on TikTok. Hopefully you'll join in. We'll talk. All on right. TikTok. Mm. Yeah, tell them and I, I tell them I tell them I do it on TikTok. But if they follow, if they follow uh, Jag on Instagram, did y'all see when Jag was here in Arizona and she was at that bar and singing? I was the other girl with her that was singing. Oh, that was you. That was me. I had that on my page for a long time until she threatened to get people striked. So I just deleted all her shit. I had a whole collection of her videos. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was me at the uh we was at this little um little bar where they had the band and everything that I go to here in Arizona. And when she was hanging out here with me, I told her to come on up there, let's go, we can sing. So she sung a song and I sung a song. Yeah, that was me. Oh, that's dope. That's you. Look at that. <laughs> I want to play this real quick. So what's happening is okay, lovely T. Shout out to Lovely T. She's awesome. There's been this controversy with this trans person who is being representing a woman in a lot of different commercials and people are like not having it. They're really upset. So let me show you 
what the issue is. And then my commentary. commentary. Sponsorship with with Alta Beauty, where he basically spoke about being a woman and wearing makeup and all this stuff. And then on like Good Morning America, 65 Days of Girl on TikTok. Now, let me be honest. I do not check for Dylan Mulvaney. Um, He basically came into like my consciousness um, a few months ago just because he would be trending on Twitter, um, on TikTok. This is a grown man who a year ago decided to show people how to become a woman. And he did this video series on TikTok called 365 Days of Girlhood, where he just decided, you know, he just felt like being a girl and is basically pretending to go through puberty, which is just really weird. Um, he's even, you know, acted like a six-year-old girl. I just find him, ex- I just find him really weird and creepy. And so he's been everywhere from like the Drew Barrymore show. Um, he's been on like Good Morning America. He even met with Joe Biden at the White House. So right mm-hmm. now he's causing a lot of controversy because Dylan Mulvaney has been given so many sponsorships, it's ridiculous. Earlier this year, he had a sponsorship with Alta, Bo- with Alta Beauty, where he basically spoke about being a woman and wearing makeup and all this stuff. And then later on, he ended up getting like this huge sponsorship with Tampax. And this pissed a lot of people off. He was promoting Tampax and acting like he, you know, had never opened one before. And he ended up getting a sponsorship with them, and it caused a lot of controversy online. So I'm going to show you guys some of these videos really quick. So let's go ahead and watch some of these here real quick. 75 of being a girl, and I've been carrying around tampons and pads for the past two months, but I've actually never opened one up. So let's do it. Woohoo! I thought the letter stood for small, medium, and large based on the size of your Barbie pouch. But after a Google, I found out it's actually the level of your flow. So they're super regular and light. I guess my question is, which one do I carry around? The super? Because maybe if you have a light flow, you can still use a super? I don't know. Here goes nothing. It's pink. It's kind of adorable. And it kind of looks like a butter churn. (laughs) So you just go like that. Ow. Where does the string go? You are getting sleepy. Now for the real magic, I've got a glass of water in the tampon. I almost put red food coloring in there, but I thought that might be too much. And we're going to see how this works. Oh, it kind of looks like a butterfly. How long does it take to get to this? This one looks like it would do the job. I feel like I'm in science class. Oh, no. Okay, the pad didn't expand, so maybe this is for a light flow. I just don't know. Now that I think about it, I probably should have had a woman come teach me about these things. I was on the boys' side of sex ed, and now I would like to take the girls' class. Uh, But if you're on your period right now, I'm sending you love. Bye. What the fuck? Child. Then his ass got drugged. This this is the world that we're living in. So he basically got drugged for this, and then he comes back with this rebuttal towards women. So we're going to hear his rebuttal after he got drugged. All over social media, like you can't make <laughs> shit up. 
This is Dylan Mulvaney, a biological man who began identifying as a female just 194 days ago. Now, this man was invited to speak at the 2022 Forbes Power Women's Summit, and his entire talk was about transitioning and social media. He has also been praised by many large brands for his bravery and even walked in this year's New York Fashion Week. Not to mention this man is sponsored by Tampax. The problem with his appearance is the simple fact that he is a man who presents himself as an overdramatized parody of a woman, and it's quite embarrassing. This man came to fame after documenting his creepy fetishized version of girlhood and his videos devalue what it actually means to be a woman. It's offensive to women and if we as a society are going to call anything appropriation, well, here it is. Being a woman isn't a costume and no amount of dresses, surgery, makeup, or anything will ever make you a woman. And pretending that it does is erasing actual women and their accomplishments. When is this delusion going to stop? Because my culture is not your costume. Wake up. I want to be the girl, or I'll say woman for this one, because this video is for the women on Twitter who just really don't like me. Hello, ladies. We got a lot to cover, but let's first talk tampons. I haven't talked about tampons on here lately because I don't use them. I'm a woman who doesn't have a uterus. I know this. And science was my strongest subject in high school. I was also shockingly good at math, but I digress. I just sometimes carry one in case anybody needs it. And that seems to have just set the world on fire in some pretty nasty ways. And this is a conversation that's been going on for months. I just haven't chimed in because I'm so tired of sticking up for myself over something that was so pure intentioned. But now Twitter is just a blame. I think people are genuinely following him because they even believe the delusions that he's putting out there. He's annoying. Yeah, he reminds me of as soon as he came on or or she. Um, have you ever seen like the remake of uh, Charlie? It was not what, yeah, the remake of Willy Wonka. So it was Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Johnny Depp played Willy Wonka. Have you seen that? No, I haven't seen the remake. Uh uh, just the original. Oh my, like I'll have to send you some clips later, but that is what it reminds me of is Johnny Depp as, as uh, Willy Wonka, like not, not looks or anything, but like the whole, um, the way they talk and the awkwardness and, and all that. That's all I could get was like, Willy Wonka. And like, anyway, you feel like he's playing a character. He's playing yes. a female character. Yes. He doesn't come off to me as somebody who's truly going through a transition from male to female. It's like he's just right. doing cosplay. Yeah. And then another thing, it, it's okay. I get it. If you keep tampons on you, just because, I mean, everybody, I will say at work, I work with a bunch of females. Someone always does need a tampon, but that's not what like they were giving they were acting like they were going to use it they needed it trying to figure out how it worked and all that stuff as if it was an ad for uh what with tampax or whatever so it wasn't like oh i just keep these just in case anybody needs one no you were giving like i use these or whatever i need to learn mm -hmm. all about it the sizes and the flow and that was like a fucking ad Right. Like, why would you care if you know that you don't need one? He only tried to come out and say that once he got backlash. Now, what's very interesting now is that this, you know, when it was the makeup with Alton, the Tampax, most people were like, you know, most of the men just really didn't care. They basically ignored Dylan. But um, now that Bud Light is now trying to, quote unquote, go woke, it looks like a lot of the male collective are trying to make Bud White but, excuse me, Bud Light go broke. And so this is causing a lot of controversy right now with people who are boycotting Budweiser. Um, Kid Rock even shot a bunch of Bud Lights because he was oh. so 
Yes, it's a mess. And, you know, Dylan came out and said that he's now the face of March Madness, Bud Light. And at first people thought it was a joke, but Bud Light confirmed that it's a real ad and that they really did get, you know, Dylan Mulvaney to sponsor it. Which to me is very interesting because this person is not into sports and doesn't even know what the hell March Madness is. So we're going to go ahead and watch this clip here real quick. Grandpa's feeling a little frisky today. Let me uh, say something to all you and be as clear and concise as possible. Anheuser-Busch. Have a terrific day. Well, this is like a game changer, though, because I will not buy a barbell because it is so expensive. So I have yeah. all my dumbbells and I could just have my whole like gym workout. Who doesn't yeah. have dumbbells at their mm -hmm. house? carrying skills, right? I got some Bud Lights for us. So I kept hearing about this thing called March Madness, and I thought we were all just having a hectic month, but it turns out it has something to do with sports. And I'm not sure exactly which sport, but either way, it's a cause to celebrate. This month, I celebrated my day 365 of womanhood, and Bud Light sent me possibly the best gift ever, a can with my face on it. Check out my Instagram story to see how you can enjoy March Madness with Bud Light. I am at Kate Spade, New York to find the perfect spring outfit. Let's go. Kate Spade, New York is a staple in my wardrobe. And I think I absolutely need to have this as my spring bag. The mini bags are in. They're in. Let's go. You know I love pink and I think the bag will go great with this. Let's try her on. You can always use another pair of heels, right? Honestly, I think I'm going to wear this out of the store. So happy spring. I love you. I love you, Kate Spade, New York. Okay. I am six. I'm a city child. I live at the Plaza Hotel, which is huge and wonderful and trace elegant, especially at Christmas time. God, I love native deodorant. I just wish it smelled like candy. Dylan, did you just say you wish for a candy-scented deodorant? Yeah. Try this. Native candy shop collection and gummy bear scent? Just try it. Okay. Here you go. Oh, oh. I usually don't accept candy from strangers, but thank you. Wait, who even are you? Don't worry about that. Just enjoy the native products. Love you. Love you too. All right. What the fuck? That is fucking insane. First of Ooh. all, uh, <laughs> it, it it seems like a joke at first. Like it's like is is this or like are they serious? Is this a joke? And then like it get it got really dark. Like when he was pretending to be a kid and oh I don't accept candy mm -hmm. from strangers. That's my first time seeing this person and and, and all that. So I I'm like shocked. What's really bothersome to me as a quote unquote influencer, especially a black influencer. So many of us can only wish to get these type of sponsorships. You right. know, when we get sponsorships, it's usually something simple, HelloFresh, <laughs> Blue Apron. 
And it's usually only for a few thousand dollars. This cosplay plain weirdo has been able to get Kate Spade Ponce's Kate Spade sponsorships, um, Bud Light. I mean, some of the biggest names and he's raking in the revenue. And I'm not mad at him per se, because if they're dumb enough to, you know, cut him a check to pretend to be whatever that's on them, you know, he's going to go where the money resides. So I'm not mad about that. But I find it very interesting that someone like me and someone like you who are biological women, I've been a biological woman for I don't fucking know. (laughs) 40,000 something days. I mean, who knows? It's been more than 365 days that I've been a woman and I've never been approached for any of these type of deals. Have you just for being a woman? No, absolutely not. Nobody gives a shit about that. (laughs) Right. And, And what else is very disturbing to me is how as a grown woman, I can't turn around and pretend to be a six year old. I can't turn around and pretend that, hey, I want to be 13 today because I feel like I'm 13 and somebody's willing to pay me money to act like a 13 year old. I'd be clowned and called a weirdo like, no, you're a grown woman. You're a mother. You're not 13. Why is this man able to play one minute an adult woman who can legally drink beer in the bathtub uh, period. The minute, right. The next minute acting like a, a prepubescent girl who doesn't know how to put a tampon in her cooch. And then the next minute, oh, you know, here goes some gummy beer scented, you know, deodorant for the little tot. And then the next minute he's playing a six year old, you know, romping through the hotel plaza in New York. Like, what is this? Yo, what's up? Hey, T-Sippers, to listen to the rest. That was a lot. Girl. I cannot. I cannot. Okay, so there was this thing they were saying that the whole, you know how the Civil Rights Act of 1964 and 65 Mm -hmm. was supposed to help black people, and then they umbrellaed everybody, the cripples, the lame, the Chinese, the Becks, everybody, right? Women, right? Everybody except white men. So now they're saying that this whole, you know, umbrella special people situation mm-hmm. um, was designed for that, for the white man to be able to put their, establish themselves, but using their sexuality. You know what? I was applying to Netflix to this job today and I was showing one of my uh, work coworkers. They asked me literally five sexual questions was it before it got to my name? What? After, like it was, it was right up there in the before or right after my name. Like, how are you like it? Who you like it with? What type of way do you like it? And I had to use those names. What? I had to use the LGB. I had to use that one of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, these agendas they pushing, man. It's. It's crazy. They literally only want a certain type of people. They're looking for, you know, a specific type of thinker or writer or, you know, or whatever. Because why should all that matter? Does it matter because of some type of funding? Right. Does it matter? You know, it's affirmative action, right? It goes under those stimulations. Right. They They will qualify under affirmative affirmative action so you're right it may be some kind of special taxing or something 
that the so employee. I'm not. So now I don't get I don't get to interview for the job. That's crazy. That's reverse discrimination, ain't it? Uh, that's great. And, but, you and know, then, like you said, though, they literally damn near pushing us out of our own agendas, like at actual, natural, naturally born heterosexual women. It's sad. Sad. Millie Porter, they say he's about to be playing. Um, yeah, he getting ready to play James Baldwin. James Baldwin. Yeah, that's going to be yeah. dope. I hope he really gets into his acting chops and don't flame it out. You know. Don't, yeah, he can't do the extra because James Baldwin wasn't extra like that. He was a little crazy. A little twang, but not extra. You know what I mean? It couldn't be at those times, you know what I mean? Right. But you could tell, but he yeah. wasn't extra. Now it's like the ones we see now, right. like they extra. Oh, extra. Right. <laughs> Is that even legal? What? Is what even legal? What? Well, they, they, they making all these laws, you know, for them, you know? No, explain what he mean. What, what legal? I'm sorry, I'm yawning. Y'all. Yeah, it, yeah, it's legal because of, of the laws that they're they're putting into play. You know, from in depending on what state you're in, and they're doing it in the schools now. They pushing, you know, this agenda, you know, for that kids can be able to transition, uh, you know, at a certain age, uh, re really richest underage, without the parents' consent. Like the parent don't even have consent anymore. Like they're doing it as young as, as grade school. It's crazy. So look, True Vintage R&B fan says, same thing with major screenplay competitions. They want stories with gay, woke, or minority victimization stories to win. Yeah. yeah. Let's up what woke means. Yeah. They, they hijacked that. You know what I mean? They hijacked that word like they do everything else. <laughs> They, they they hijacked it and turned it into, like you said, that said community, you know, it's crazy. It just... I saw this very cool interview with Erica Badu, and I wish I could play it, but it's on like NBC or something like that. Oh, man, strike you. And, um, but they was asking her about woke. Now, I knew about that because the actual term is from my good friend, Georgia Ann Muldrow. She's a very dope, gifted, underground soul sister singer from uh, L.A. And mm -hmm. I've known her since she was a little teenager. And she's evolved into this really accomplished musician. And uh, so she created that song, uh, that phrase, I Stay Woke. Mm -hmm. uh, Master teacher, she she basically wrote she wrote my uh, master teacher, and at first I don't think she was getting the credit, but I think Erica Badu has worked to be fair and just, and make sure that Georgia gets the right uh, publishing, um, because I don't think that was I think when I remember when the album first came out, I was looking for Georgia's names in the written credits, and I didn't see it, I saw it like in the production part of it but only part of it, but I guess that's changed. So give thanks. I appreciate that if that's what happened. Right. Now, are you going to do your poetry? 
What you mean right now? I thought you, yeah, I had thought you was going to read something. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I want to do a poetry thing. Oh, you say you want to do one. Okay. I think we, I want you to participate too. And I want people in the audience. I've never done poetry. I love watching people do spoken word. So it's so dope. I'm not saying that I couldn't do it because I I, I would try it, but like, I love it. Be a part of the audience then. We need audience too. Well, I'll check it out. Yeah. Killing me. What are you talking about? Oh, the sexual question. Well, I mean, it's happening. Ain't nobody challenging it. Everybody's scared of the alphabet boys. Oh, yeah, they scared of getting canceled. Listen, this is the thing, right? Because they the ones with the money that's pushing it politically. They paying for these laws to get put in place. And that's why I say that's the whole problem. Why us, you know, if you black in America, like we don't understand that uh, it is politics is power. Politics and, and, and politicians are bought. I'm, I'm going to tell you just what it is. Politicians are bought. If you want things pushed, for, if you want things pushed for black people, if you, you, you need to, you need to pay for the politicians. You need to push, pay for the politicians you want in office to push for the, for the laws and, and the things that you want. That's why we so unprotected here in America is because we are so divided. You know, we think, especially if you're black, <laughs> we think, you know, being Democrat, and we, you know, for so many years, but we've got nothing but but promises, right? So it's like we got to realize how the uh, w- the science of politics work. Now, I um I worked the Obama campaign when he ran, right? I wanted to be a part of that history, wanted to have something to tell to my grandchildren. But when I really got behind the scenes and see how politics work. Yeah, it's not it's not just, oh, I'm a Democrat, so let me just go vote and straight Democrat. When I saw them checks coming in from certain communities, Asian communities, you know, the LGBTQ, IA communities, I knew then. And and you see who all got their laws in place, who got protection, that community and the Asian community. Enough said. All right. Well, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. So I think, okay, so I think that's what's going to be the system. is bought. All the systems are bought. That's what I've come to see. Not just the entertainment industry. It's all of them. Education, the, all military, about the money. courts, the, the law, uh, the school system. It, it, they're all just the food system. Gee, willikers, you know. Mm-hmm. What, what, what are you going to do about it, though? But you know what? One step at a time. Right. Everybody has to learn the information first. Right. Right. So that's what's happening now. A lot of people. And this, I mean, this is a good place to learn it. You know, social media, you know, we we need to get in these spaces and we got to teach our, our people, you know, uh, okay. the right things. We got to teach them about the politics, you know, the science of politics and what it's really about in, in, in the end and how to get your laws that you want to protect, you know especially us as black people. I know I'd be fighting for reparations. <laughs> I would, if I don't live to see it, I would love my grandkids or somebody to get it. If, if they qualify, when I did my lineage, I know the, tr- the tribe I come from, you see, know, my ancestors come from. Glad you mentioned that. Um, I was filling out this application. Mm-hmm. You know how they be asking for your race or whatever. Yeah. 
Let me see. Hold on. The whole world lies in the wicked one. That's true, Vintage RB fan. But there's balance. There's goodness, too. There's goodness, too. Damn, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, my God. You were saying about an application and baby oh, apps. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you. So I was going to put it on the screen and download it from my phone, but my phone is a stupid iPhone and it's tripping. So I can't do it tonight. But um, it asks it, what races you are. So I, I put white, Indian, and black. I mean, white, Indian, yeah, black. But it don't allow you to use black if it's further than your grandparents. That's what it said. And you have to get official numbers and approval through this system. What? Through the tribe. The tribe has, has to approve that you prove that you are Indian and you have to have numbers. And they can't be further back than your parents or grandparents. Thank mm. you, Hillary. Hillary, you know what? I gotta get to bed too. I'm supposed to be going to I was going to say look like you about to fall out, girl. I'm watching you because I, uh, I can hardly see. I'm on my phone, but I'm watching you on the TV screen and I'm like, like your eyes getting low and red and scritchy. <laughs> I know how it is. But I'm gonna um Ooh, go to your I'm gonna go to your IG and I'll um I'll shoot you my number and we connect because I come to Vegas all the time. My sister still live there, so yeah, let's have some dinner. I know you probably know some good spots to eat. Oh yeah, when I come through there, we'll do that. We'll break we'll break bread, and that way we can really have some conversations. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I can um, you know, connect you to some people if you're still interested in doing anything musically or wherever. What? Are you kidding me? Yeah, I'm actively okay. doing that. I I was okay. doing I played some of my songs on here earlier. Okay. Yeah. Well, I can definitely connect you with some people there. That'd be nice. Thank you. All right. And good night to your chat. They were very nice. They asked some very nice questions. I enjoy. They did. I hope she does sing for us sometime, y'all. We gonna I will next time I come on. If it's not too late. You know, I'm laying down and my voice and got all raspy and stuff. <laughs> Do that at nighttime, right? But I will next time I come on. I've been getting up at four in the morning. That's the problem. Yeah, I get up early too. I hate that. I don't want to. I just do. I'm gonna go to bed. There's that big Adelanto, and I'm supposed to. I gotta drive. You know. Oh, okay. Get you some sleep, man. All right, y'all. All right. I'll talk to oh, you soon. Thank uh -huh. you for coming on, OG Patrice. Oh, you're welcome. I enjoyed talking to you. All right. Honey. Cool. All right. Hey. Have a good night. I want to tell everybody, uh, please go to my Spotify and become a, I don't know if it's a listener or follower. I don't know what they call it, but that would be, I very much appreciate that. Make sure you click like on this too. That makes a big difference. And if you haven't seen the other interviews that I've done with these fantastic people, please go check them out. I mean, Shafiq Hussein broke it down on Saturday. He put all type of proof and receipts to docu of documentation uh, explaining exactly who we are. And ironically, I've been in school, we've been talking about the same thing and it talked about the Omec people and they traveled from West Africa or the Moors too, all over what we call Mexico and the ones we call Aztecs 
actually lived up further north, like here with Oregon, Nevada, California. Uh, no, yeah, thank you for co-hosting. That was dope. Um, anyway, <clears throat> see all of them. I love all of the interviews. Fat Lip is awesome. J-Row is dropping gems. Beyond is awesome. Tumex, Micah Nine. Prince Poe, he's so, he's just very delightful. Um, who else? Everybody. I just, these are people I looked up to, or I, I want, Festo and Tajay from Souls of Mischief, Zulu, Fat Jack. Come on. Voodoo. Oh, what a pleasure. And then these people gave me hours of their time. Hours. St. Louis Gibor, so talented. All these talented people I get to talk to and they give me hours of their time. And we talk about deep, interesting shit. And that's dope because now they're trying to push this man and woman don't get along bullshit. So I like to show, yeah, we do. Yes, we can. Will you stay focused? This is a really good book by this brother named Neely Fuller. I'm gonna put it in the chat. He wrote a book called a workbook called The Code, and it teaches you how to healthfully interact with the opposite sex. You know, uh, let me show you the code, the code, the code. Like, for example, when men and women are together in a room, you are not supposed to just be doing nothing. Otherwise, you're going to have an argument. You should be always doing something creative or making love. That's it. <laughs> You're either building or making love or don't kick it because you're gonna argue because a lot of us live under oppression and we get put it. You love Neely Fuller. You know, very good, Patrice. You know what I'm talking about. But that's the gist of it. You can't just sit in the room with the opposite sex, your mate, whoever, and, you know, um, not do anything. You know, you got to be productive. You got to be proactive. You got to do things that help build your mind, body, and soul. Otherwise, what are you doing? Okay. So I got to go to bed. And that's true. I really appreciate you guys. I had so much more to share. It's just, I can't get into my Instagram for some reason. It's bizarre. OG Patrice, you might need to go to my Facebook. Okay, if you go to my Facebook, you can go to Tamiko Show or The Tamiko Show. I have two of them. And then there's Tamiko Gilbert, M-E-D-M-F-A, all of those. But I, the Instagram, I don't want to not reach you. And I got to figure this out. Okay, everybody. Peace. We should do one on Nilly Fuller, Patrice. That would be dope.